the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right. It's a Friday. Fun Friday. People aren't answering my texts today, so I don't know if they're coming or they're not coming. Matt walked in. Oh, so I he's didn't. here. He is my bad. here. I he didn't. is here. I, well, I just sent you one before you walked in and said, Oh, on your way. One. I missed that one. <laughs> you can ask. You can ask. Go ahead, Ross. Open up your mic. No, I'm not talking about this. That was an ugly situation. And I'm not going to get in the middle of it. I really, I was going off here in the studio because. My wife's not oh, even Oh, you asked. sent me a text that yeah. said, oh, okay, well, you texted me late last night. Yeah, then I, yeah. you should be have another one. Tell me if another one yeah, gets to it, you. Yeah, but it, it says 2.04 p.m. Yeah, you just On got your it. way. Yeah. yeah. Are you making yeah. it? So but anyway. you texted me late last night. That's why I never returned that one. Because, uh, okay. Yeah. You didn't yeah, see I, it? No, I just turned my phone off. No. Okay. Well, anyway. Yeah, I just turned my phone anyway, off. Anyway, I mean, Jake Snowden, if you're listening, text me back. I'm pissed well, right what's, now. What's his story? What's well, he, he and Steve Worley are supposed to be here today, oh. and I'm just trying. I liked the day of the show. I text everybody who's supposed to be coming on, going to be here, right? You know what time oh, he's supposed okay. to be on? Okay. Waiting for him to tell me. And I, I've i been texting them for two days, and I haven't gotten an what answer What time are they supposed to be here? Four o'clock. Oh, okay. We'll okay. see if they arrive. Okay. But then my computer is all screwed up, and what? finally... Finally, look, I've gotten old enough that I get to get Social Security. I can't believe okay, it. I'm, okay. I'm that old. Okay. I mean, I'm a who boy, all mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Hope I die before I get old. Now, glad that I didn't. Okay. I mean, <laughs> That's the general consensus. Yeah, right? I'm an old guy, and uh, my Social Security now, I've been told, will start March 20th. However, they were supposed to tell me if my Medicare was underway. Mm-hmm. Well, yesterday, after... About 50 emails that I sent this lady that I talked to back in January, on January 10th, asking her where we were at on all of this, sent me a letter yesterday. said, Mr. Elswick, I'm so sorry. I've been in training, and I haven't been able to get back to you. But, yes, your Medicare is, is underway, and she gave me my number. I haven't got a letter yet for Medicare, which I'm supposed to get, that has my card in it and everything. And so... <laughs> And so I'm supposed to send this letter to the HR department for the company that I work for so they can change my health insurance away from their health insurance to Medicare, right? Which is going to save me an inordinate amount of money. So I'm trying to send this letter to them, and my computer won't do it. Hmm. Finally, I got it done on my cell phone. <laughs> okay. What do you got, a Commodore 64 in here? Yeah. It's acting like one today. I'm just saying. It almost was one of those computers that float. It flew. You well, know, worry, it almost I mean, flew across the office. In, in, in 2020, Ortiz is going to solve these problems. Oh, get Medicare and Medicaid for all. Don't even get all. me started on the and, Green uh, New you know, Deal. You don't have to worry about that. I mean, it's just going to solve all your problems. I mean, just, just she's going to solve all your problems. The, that woman is on acid 24-7. She really, she is Medicare, She's, Medicaid for all, and then on top of single all, payer on top. Hey, 
get yeah. a check yeah, single from payer. the government of yeah. sustainable uh, check that you can live on every month, whether you want to work or you don't yeah. want to work. Yeah. Single payer insurance, you know, meaning every single person <laughs> working will be paying. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's going to be right there. No brother. more airplanes. Everybody will be taking trains. They're going to build bridges across the oceans. Mm. Wow. It's cr- and Elizabeth Warren now has signed on to it. Cory Booker has signed on to it. Gillibrand has signed. It shows that these people be- think that this woman has got all the answers. They're crazy. These it, it, people are it's, crazy. It's, on, a, on a much smaller level, they advocate now, you know, everything that they destroyed 50 years ago. You know, now they want you to have a a densely built sustainable downtown and everybody needs to live downtown and you need to have homes downtown and you need to be able to walk to the grocery store and walk to school downtown hold up we left that back in the 50s right you need a a a a public transportation system you need a streetcar you need these buses and everybody needs to utilize the buses and the streetcars and walk around downtown. Yeah. That's the thing. We need a dense downtown Pine Bluff. We need to revitalize downtown Little Rock and the Argenta area of North Little Rock and downtown Jacksonville. Buses and trolleys and and everybody living downtown. And And, you know, that was the thing 50 years ago. You know, it's called we all left for the suburbs because you destroyed downtown because the the baby boomer generation has never lived. downtown. I'm just saying it. it, You know, all of that used to be in place in the 50s and 60s and they just ruined it and and everybody left. I mean, it's like the liberals want to go back to this time that they spent a lifetime doing away with. You know, it's it's man. Mm. Don't don't drive in. Don't widen that freeway. You know the only people that don't want I thirty widened across the river are people that don't drive across I thirty in the river. That's exactly right. That's insane. You are man. exactly right about I mean, that. Who doesn't want ten lanes on that thing instead of yeah. instead of three? Yeah. Well, the only people that don't want to change is the people who don't have to drive on it. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Oh man, did, have, did you read her her whole thing? The whole, oh oh yeah, just forget it. You know, no more pipelines. No more drilling for oil and natural gas. These pipelines are, are killing trees, and you know, I, I just solar and wind powers the whole thing. And yeah, I mean, it's it's. I can just imagine like a dude last week in Chicago when the wind chill was negative fifty six. <laughs> you know, that dude just sitting there saying, you know, when that natural gas fired up and the, you know, when that flame came out. That's right. I know he was sitting there thinking, man, I need solar panels on top of my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, I'd hate to be worried about a solar panel and a battery when it's negative 56 and that wind coming in off the Great Lakes. Can you imagine? You know, I got to Here's the one that's driving the Democrats crazy. My friend Kat always said, bigger boat further south when you come to thinking about those things. Yeah, man. The uh, Rasmussen report, which is the only daily presidential report, poll numbers anymore or weekly poll numbers today that scream that you heard was uh nancy pelosi from her office 
in Congress when it showed that President Trump's job performance now is 50%. Well, I, I mean, they were just trying to pull some weird stuff out to complain about the State of the Union address, which... It was a good speech. I thought it was positive. I, yes. You know, I'm, I'm not necessarily, you know, a big fan of the tweeter-in-chief sometimes, but I, the speech was actually good yeah. for the most part, you know? I'm... I'm well, everybody knows I'm not a big Trump tweeter believer. <laughs> I I don't even get him. Uh, it's just something I, I... He says some crazy stuff, yeah. you know, sometimes. He crazy does, stuff well, he there, does you know, things that are not stuff. necessary. Just not necessary. And, um, you know, it, but I'm surprised he's... It's just, it's just amazing. It's well, you know, about like AOC. The, wall, the walls don't walls don't work. Working pretty good in Israel. I mean... Yeah. Solving issues over there, you know. Has has worked in other areas as well. By the way, uh, that uh, that global warming is really happening in Chicago. It's four degrees, and it feels like it's 21 below zero right now. Cory Booker today. Oh. oh. Cory Booker. The New Jersey guy? Yeah, he's he signed on to this, the, the, the Green New Deal. Here's, he's on the Green New Deal. Here's huh? what he says. Today at a campaign event in Mason City, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Senator Cory Booker compared Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's mm-hmm. and Senator Ed Markey, Democrat of New York, Democrat of Massachusetts, so-called Green New Deal to fighting Nazis. Booker said, we have to deal with this. Our planet is in peril and we need to be bold. It's one of the reasons I signed on to the resolution. I co-sponsored the resolution for the Green New Deal there's a lot of people blowing back on the Green New Deal. They're going, oh, it's impractical, impractical. Oh, it's too expensive. Oh, it's all of this. If we used to govern our dreams that way, we would have never gone to the moon. Wrong. We knew we could get to the moon. That was no problem. I don't think we can build a bridge across the Atlantic Ocean and ride a train across it. Is that really one of the things? That- yes. She's going to get rid of planes in 10 years. Okay, okay, okay. All right, now I knew that they'd said something crazy about getting rid of planes. I mean, I guess we're going to like Icarus it out there or something. We're going to hang glide. <laughs> <laughs> hang glide out Everybody there. Everybody gets a fake pair of wings. <laughs> I'm going to hang Don't glide fly to Hawaii. Near the sun. <laughs> I'm hang glide to Hawaii. Okay, I knew she was talking about getting rid of planes. I knew that. But did they really say they were building a bridge? Yes. Across the ocean? Yes. Man. Yes. And. Look, they're trying to do this out in California right Man. now, and they're already $1.6 billion over budget, and they're just trying to go like 70 miles. they just smoking that legal marijuana in California. That's what's wrong nah, with those they're, people. They're, they're doing – They're on they're, some heavy narcotics I saw California. a story today. I'll find it and give it to you a now, little later. I know later. that train feel, has been a disaster for them. It's yeah. Been a disaster. They're trying to legalize magic mushrooms now in California. <laughs> You're kidding me, no. man. Okay. It's, this I is, mean, I know there's a is, pack of weirdos This out is there, all true, even, man. That's even... I don't make this stuff up. I just read it. It's so crazy that <laughs> you can't make it up. On their list. I mean, you cannot make it up. It's <laughs> true. Crazy. True stuff. Let me, we're going to take a break. I'll give you the story when we get back. Dave Ellswick Show. I'll tell you about the new movie with Liam Neeson. You got to see it. It's a great movie. It's all coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. What they're trying to do is to do with psilocybin, better known as magic mushrooms. 
Uh, they're trying to make it legal using the same kind of logic that they used for medical marijuana. So what they want to do is start this off by making it medical magic mushrooms and then make it recreational uh, psilocybin. Here's some small studies, small, probably some mushrooms and one scientist, um, suggest that psilocybin can. Listen to the things that it can alleviate, Russ. Obsessive compulsive disorder. Treatment-resistant depression, addiction, all addictions. Not just, it doesn't say just a few addictions. This is like all. It just says addiction to whatever Hmm. it is you're addicted to. Cluster headaches Mm -hmm. will uh, relieve you of pain. Mm -hmm. This is my favorite one. This will help you with your end-of-life anxiety. In, end of life anxiety you talk to most people you start talking about them dying and everybody gets a little anxious when you start talking about dying there's I pull the trigger on that 357 magnum and i get hit in the head with a cup of pudding yeah there you, <laughs> i'm hallucinating um uh, there's also growing evidence that ingesting psilocybin can promote optimism and pro-social and mystical worldviews and nurture well-being that's nothing we didn't already know dave Come i know on. i know you know you just got to know which counter to turn over i'm just saying that's where it grows at folks that's where you'll find it out in the field where the cows are turn over some uh you know turds out there and oh, you'll man. find some psilocybin mushrooms okay <laughs> Only in California would this nope. be a thing. Not no. just in California. No, no, I'm saying only there. Yeah. They, no, I'm saying only there. Are they trying to legalize? No, it, what I'm saying. No, it's this is a group of scientists that want. They're this from Wired magazine. A group of scientists. Like this is scientists that are saying what we need. What we need is legal psilocybin so that people will not have death anxiety. <laughs> Wow! Okay, <laughs> that they'll, they'll they're going to have they're, they're going to be having. Uh, where is it said here? What Death anxiety, have? as yeah. in I don't want to die. I'm afraid that, to die. That's right. <laughs> okay. All right. So okay. So that's <laughs> that's aren't you supposed to have that? Is it, yeah, okay. I mean, I, it's I, just anyway. I'm just oh, wow. So anyway, they want they're trying to do this under the Right to Try Act. Are you guys familiar with that? Passed here in Arkansas two years ago. Passed in a lot of states. Okay. Now somebody's going to try to use it for purposes it was never intended. This is for terminally ill patients and other uh-huh. patients that have these different things so that you can try whatever you want to try that's supposed to take care of whatever disease or problem you have. Okay. So anyway, get ready. This is what, what we're running into and what you're gonna you're gonna hear more and more about this, it's just gonna be. I, I let me just give you those things that it said again, that they're trying to fix up here. I got to go to the end of the article where it was running through everything here. Magic mu- mu- mushrooms are having a therapeutic moment in America. 
shoot the doors and we're talking about this back in the 60s some small studies obsessive compulsive disorder treatment resistant depression end of life anxiety addiction cluster headaches and yes relief pain and there's growing evidence that ingesting the drug can promote optimism pro-social and mystical worldviews mystical and nurture well-being remember jim morrison ride the snake ride the snake the doors of perception (laughs) this is what we're coming to what can i say give them an inch and they take the yeah yeah so just know that legalize this psilocybin coming to your nearest walgreens you know? <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. Surely not. God help us. Who knows? I mean, God who knows? help us. I mean, you couldn't well, have convinced me three weeks ago what? until New York, you know, signed that abortion bill that you oh, can kill, oh, that, you can just, kill yeah, babies just, that yeah. are alive. I just don't even. I don't, you I don't, don't even want to get there, I don't man. even want to. It's just, that's just we disgusting live, and sad. We I don't live even get in into a that screwed on Friday, up man. world, it's brother. That's just. Oh, man. I'm just telling you, they put LSD in the water system. I guess. Something. Something's going down. Something. All right. Well, well, let's talk about tonight. If you want to go see a movie, I'm going to tell you one to go see that you're going to really, I think that you'll really enjoy. Now, before we go any further, let me just say this. Cold Pursuit is the name of the movie. Liam Neeson is in it. People see Liam Neeson, you know, killing people, and they think, taken they take uh, they think about the one that happened on the train and all of that that's not what this movie is this no. movie this movie is a smart well-written black 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 comedy it is <laughs> it's one of the darkest comedies i have seen since george c scott and uh, Diana Rigg in the hospital back in the 70s, which was a great movie, too. Democrat Gazette gives Cold Pursuit an 86. I, when I walked out, guy asked me, says, what do you give that, Dave? I said, B+. Plus. That would be an 86. We're Le- right on here. Liam Neeson, Lord Dern, Tom Bateman, William Forsyth, Tom Jackson, Julia Jones, Emma Rossum, and Dominic Emmy, Emmy Ross Lombardi. What a great part she plays as the uh, that female cop in the ski town of Kehoe. This, this is a little bit Tarantino. Rated R. It's a lot, kind of feels like a Coen Brother movie, some of the early stuff. Directed by Hans Peter Mullen. It's a, 58 minutes long. I agree with this guy, this lady, Katie Walsh, who did this. This movie feels a lot like Fargo. It's not often that directors get a second crack at their own work, but Norwegian director Hans Peter Mullen has undertaken the task of remaking his own 2014 revenge thriller in order of disappearance for an American audience, and it's now titled Cold Pursuit. Yeah, I got to go on Netflix and on Amazon and see if an order of, of disappearance is on any of them. I'd, I'd like to see the original. With Mullen behind the wheel, he can ensure the preservation of the film's dance of tone which is bone dry ice black darkly violent and laugh out loud funny it really is it's hilarious in parts liam neeson stars as nels coxman and an unassuming colorado snowplow driver avenging the death 
of his son at the hands of ruthless Denver drug syndicate. And no, this is not the movie from the end of Daddy's Home 2, people. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> the snowy setting and gratuitous bloodshed recall the Cohen Brothers' Midwestern masterpiece. It sure does. Especially Fargo. And while Emily Rossum sports a fur cap and a can-do attitude as a small-town cop, she's not doing Frances McDormand. No. Now, that Emily Rossum stars in Shameless on Showtime. Yeah, she is. For reference. She's great. She's really good in this movie, Movie's great. you got to see Cold Pursuit. It is not like. No, it is not. It's not taken. All right, let's get to the news when we come back. We'll give you all the movies that are playing so you can you know get ready for all right back with you here on the dave ellswick show it is a friday and i just read i was sitting here reading during the break look out now about what's going on with psilocybin and they have the federal government food and drug has uh given a group uh they're they've moved in their second phase of testing on psilocybin and now they're 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 testing it on 216 test subjects and uh, this is t- to determine the proper dosing of using psilocybin. Folks, it may be within the next 10 years that you'll be able to buy magic mushrooms on your on a, your local pharmacy or something. It's just it's crazy stuff. This things are things are getting different. Let's just put it that way. With that said, I'm going to turn it back over to uh, the man who wow. is here with me, Matt Smith, and tell us what's going on at the movies. Again, okay. best movie you can see this weekend is Cold Pursuit. Great film. Really good film. Okay, just follow. Hard to follow that, but okay, here we go. So, if you're in the Little Rock area, it's Riverdale 10, Riverdale10.com. Go on there for your advance tickets. We got a full food menu serving over 40 deer beers, 40 beers, eight different wines, luxury leather, electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. Riverdale10.com to buy your advance tickets and reserve your seats. Of course, gift cards are always on sale at the website. You can send a virtual gift card now. Free popcorn on Wednesdays. Get your free popcorn bucket. You get the free popcorn bucket. It's good at all four locations. Get free popcorn every Wednesdays. 200-ounce refills for just $4 Thursday through Tuesday. Hit the website. Click free popcorn bucket for more details. Sign up for the email newsletter. Like us on Facebook. Download the Theater Group mobile app for online ticketing. we got a rewards program now. Spend a dollar, get a point. Redeem your points for free movie tickets and free concessions. Full information at Riverdale10.com. Cold Pursuit is new today with Liam Neeson. Great movie. B+. Plus. You'll love it. Also new today, the Lego Movie 2, the Go, second part. Going to see it tomorrow night. Rated PG, Take the Kids. Also new today, The Prodigy, Rated R. Seeing that Sunday. New scary movie from Orion, The Prodigy. Uh, also new today, What Men Want with Tasha Henson. That's new. Uh, movie for Valentine's weekend coming up uh we've held over the academy award nominated green book the academy award nominated the favorite also up for academy awards vice bohemian rhapsody and a star is born all of those are still playing at riverdale 10 riverdale 10.com the kevin hart brian cranston film upside is still playing and of course we are the exclusive home for stan and ollie 
Riverdale10.com. Now, starting on Tuesday, we'll have Isn't It Romantic? Also on Tuesday, Happy Death Day 2. That's Happy Death Day no, to I you. I can't wait for that. And on Wednesday, Alita Battle Angel. Yes. Riverdale10.com for all the information and for your advanced tickets. Now, don't forget Tuesday night, the 12th, we have Rebel Without a Cause. It's the Dave Ellswick Classic for February. And March's Dave Ellswick Classic is Casablanca. That's March. February's, which is next Tuesday, is Rebel Without a Cause. Rebel's Tuesday, uh, Rebel Without a Cause, 1955, James Dean, Tuesday at 7 o'clock. That's Tuesday the 12th. Riverdale10.com for the advanced tickets. The March movie, Casablanca, those tickets are already on sale. Uh, in July, we have Terminator 2. Those tickets are on sale. Uh, in August, Wizard of Oz, those tickets are on sale. Uh, and Greece, Greece is coming up as well. Uh, I believe Greece is in May. Those tickets are on sale as well. Riverdale10.com. So don't, check forget, those out. don't forget April. April is Mel Gibson, right? Uh, I don't know yet. That's why those tickets aren't on sale. Oh, they haven't given us the okay yet. So, uh, what's a phantom up? What are they up to? Are they thinking about doing it? <laughs> I have no idea. They drive me crazy. I have no now. idea. I have no okay. idea. So, Riverdale10.com and some of the Dave Ellsworth classics are on sale. You can get Rebel Without a Cause for February, uh, Terminator yes. 2, yes. Uh, Grease, yes. and uh, Wizard, Wizard of Oz. Yes. And Casablanca. Yes. So, be sure to check that out. Now, Moving on to Dave's hometown in the great north. Cabot. That's Cabot. CabotVIPCinema.com. Yes. So be sure to check that out. CabotVIPCinema.com. Get your advanced tickets right there. Uh, per your request, we have a second ticketing kiosk in the lobby. So it's so much easier to uh, purchase your tickets now. If you don't want to stand in line, just hop over to that ticket kiosk, buy your tickets. Or uh, you can uh, buy them online and print them at the ticketing kiosk. Two ticketing kiosks at Riverdale 10, but we also have two ticketing kiosks at Cabot. There's one as you walk in the front door at both locations, and there's one over by the Usher stand. So buy your tickets in advance at CabotVIPCinema.com. Print them at the ticketing kiosk, or when you get there, you can whip out the credit card and buy your tickets right there at the ticketing kiosk if you don't want to get in line. Okay, now let me tell you something. Because I go to the Cabot VIP Cinema consistently every week. They put an extra butter dispenser in the hallway <laughs> so that you could have some butter for your popcorn as well. <laughs> That's right. we got a new cabinet there in, in, in Cabot, and we've installed on that two big butter machines for your popcorn. The butter's free. Stop by there and check out the eight flavors of popcorn salt and get anything you need for your hot dogs or your, uh, your uh, White Castle cheeseburger sliders or your coffee. It's all right there. All the condiments. Right there at the free butter slash free salt stand right in the hallway. So check out that second butter machine is right there. And we have just finished up the uh, remodel of both the restrooms in Cabot, uh, I believe, um, um, yesterday. Uh, they just finished installing the new urinals in the men's room. So both restrooms completely remodeled in Cabot. Uh, we have ordered a uh, silver screen uh, for screen six, and we hope to get that in place uh, so that we can start offering real D, 3D. Uh, in the month of March. But uh, Cabot has been uh, totally re-renovated. Uh, all new carpet, drapes, screen massing, screen skirts, and of course, luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserve seating. CabotVIPCinema.com. Now, new this week, of course, is Cold Pursuit with Liam Neeson. What Men Want, uh, new for Valentine's Day. Uh, the Prodigy is also new today. And the Lego Movie 2, the second part, which is rated PG, good for families. 
Four new movies today. Uh, being held over this weekend is Glass with Bruce Willis. Good movie. Holding over the upside with Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston. Aquaman still on the screen. A Dog's Way Home and Escape Room. That's CabotVIPCinema.com. Now starting Tuesday, Alita Battle Angel. Also on Tuesday, Isn't It Romantic? Uh, also on Tuesday, Happy Death Day to You. That's Happy Death Day 2. All three of those start on Tuesday the 13th. Of course, on the 22nd, we'll have How to Train Your Dragon 3. And on March the 1st, uh, Medea's Family Funeral. And on March the 8th, Captain Marvel. Tickets for all of those movies are on sale right now. Cabot, VIPCinema.com. And, of course, those movies are also playing at Riverdale 10. Riverdale10.com. If you're down in the big city of Hot Springs. Oh, oh, by the way, um, Cabot is a private club and you can become a member uh there um you know and pick up your membership uh for free memberships are free to the uh, cabot 8 vip cinema private club if you're down to the big city of hot springs it's hot springs vip.com that's hot springs vip.com uh, in hot springs we're serving over 20 different beers eight different wines got a full food menu the um gift cards can be used at all four locations. The full food menu is the same at all four locations. Just go to the website, click menu. Pizzas. Got a new oven. Just installed that new oven in Cabot. Uh, just put a new oven into Hot Springs as well. Make a pizza in about a minute and a half. They're super hot, fresh, great pizzas. Bavarian pretzels, state fair corn dogs, White Castle cheeseburger sliders, onion rings, french fries, chocolate peanut butter pie, key lime pie, ice cream, Nathan's hot dogs, nachos, of course, free popcorn on Wednesdays and $4 refills on the 200 ounce free popcorn bucket. Click free popcorn at the website for full details. Hotspringsvip.com. We're in the process of remodeling the restrooms in Hot Springs, putting in a new parking lot, uh, constructing new screens. There'll be stadium seating, and those new screens will be open by May. This week, in those luxury leather electric recliners with tables in Hot Springs, the Lego movie, the second part, what men want being held over this weekend glass the kid who would be king a dog's way home and aquaman that's cabotvipcinema.com now starting tuesday alita battle angel happy death day too and of course isn't it romantic all start in hot springs on tuesday hot springs vip Com. Now, if you're up north, you can go to Cersei. That's CerseiCinema.com. CerseiCinema.com. New this week. The Lego Movie, the second part. What Men Won't and The Prodigy. Held over this weekend, Glass, Aquaman, The Upside, The Kid Who Would Be King, A Dog's Way Home, and Escape Room. That's CerseiCinema.com. Go to the website. Check out that full food menu. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook, sign up for the email newsletter, download the free mobile app, see the full menu by clicking menu, uh, check out what's playing there at CerseiCinema.com, and of course on Tuesday, three new movies, Alita Battle Angel, Happy Death Day 2, which is called Happy Death Day to You, and Isn't It Romantic, all start on Tuesday, CerseiCinema.com. Uh, in March, we start installing the luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating in Cersei. going to get about half the building uh with recliners in the spring then we'll get through the summer we'll install recliners in the other half of the building uh so by may uh four auditoriums in sorry so we'll have recliners uh then we'll do the other four on august the 15th 
We'll come back in with all new carpet and drapes, screen masking and screen skirts and floor lights. We will remodel and expand the restrooms, and then we'll put in a new parking lot. That's happening in Searcy this year. So SearcyCinema.com, a lot of changes coming to Searcy. Tickets on sale now for How to Train Your Dragon 3, which is the 22nd, Medea's Family Funeral, which is March the 1st, and Captain Marvel, which is March the 8th. Never count Medea out. That's a great. It's going to be a great movie. People are going to come out. Never cool. count. Never count that brand out. It has made a huge sack of money. Yes, people love Medea. All right, quick break. Back with more. We'll talk about next week because there's some pretty cool movies coming out next week, and James Cameron is coming back to uh, your um, your uh, theater near you. We got more coming your way in just a moment. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Matt's had to step out, take a phone call. We'll be back with him uh, in just a moment. I have not seen the new Lego movie sequel. I want to see it this weekend. Uh, Probably go see that tomorrow. And then Sunday, I want to see The Prodigy. Uh, Looks pretty interesting. And and the bad thing about most of the things that are talking about, the, most of the critics that talk about the, the prodigy, uh, a mother whose young son's disturbing behavior signals that an evil force is overtaking him, it makes it sound like it's an evil force that you have no idea what it is. It's a, is it a demon or whatever? And, uh, it's kind of it's kind of a play off of child's play if you saw the movie child's play you know that the chucky doll had uh the spirit of a killer in it and yeah. and then uh, the kid had the doll and whatnot this they make it a little bit more personal in that the the killer that dies in this movie at the same time that a kid is born uh his his bad side gets into the kid as well so just to know that the the killer is inside of him, and that's what that movie uh, is about. Uh, well, and I and I'm not spoiling anything. I mean, this is the setup of the movie. Well, now they they the Democrat Gazette gave Cold Pursuit in '86. We talked about that, mm-hmm. and of course, uh, Lego Movie Two, the second part, PG for kids, got an 82 in the Democrat Gazette. Voices of Chris Pratt, Elizabeth Banks, Will Arnett, Tiffany Haddish, Allison Brie, Nick Offerman. Charlie Day, Maya Rudolph, Will Ferrell, Brooklyn Prince, Channing Tatum, Jonah Hill, Ben Schwartz, Jason Moma, Aquaman himself, mm-hmm. Ralph Fiennes, Will Forte. So, I mean, it's just over the top with some great grace, great voice actors for this animation here. So, Cold Pursuit and Lego Movie 2, both great reviews today. Now, they did not review The Prodigy. No. And they did not review what men want in the Democrat Gazette today. So those reviews aren't in the Democrat Gazette. Now, I kind of touched base. I, I didn't touch base on this earlier because I was telling everybody kind of what was playing at all four locations. But I want to circle back for a minute to Riverdale 10, and that's Riverdale10.com. Uh, we are playing They Shall Not Grow Old at Riverdale 10. Uh, now, this is a documentary from uh, uh, Peter Jackson. You know, he did the Lord of the Rings movies, mm-hmm. and he has taken actual footage from World War One, and they've taken this from the British archives and just basically all the film that, um, you know, existed that the British basically had from World War Two. Excuse me. I'm sorry. World War One. 
and they have went back and restored this film and colorized it, okay? And they've taken just hours upon hours upon hours of this great footage and 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 put it into a 2-hour movie. And it's digitally remastered and restored by Peter Jackson and his team. It's colorized now, and it's 2 hours on World War 1, and of course this is the 100th anniversary. So they've released this and and it it's it's just it's just tremendous um and it it takes a very personal uh view of uh, like what the everyday soldier in World War 1 was going through um you know just 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 you know meals and 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 the and the battles and the trenches and the whole thing it is just a powerful 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 motion picture so river uh, they shall not grow old uh riverdale10.com uh, for that movie, and it's probably got, I don't know, you can look it up on Rotten Tomatoes, Dave. I know you like Rotten Tomatoes, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if things got 100. Okay. I mean, the reviews for this are just incredible, and it's just, um, uh, you know, how there's some parts of, of, of Saving Private Ryan that you kind of have to look away from the screen. Yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of tough, and there's some parts that are tough like that, but, you know, this is the real deal. I mean, this is actual. It's called what? They Shall Not Grow Old. It's rated art, showing at Riverdale 10. Peter Jackson, uh, just digitally remastered, restored, colorized. Uh, it's it's the real nitty gritty, the real deal from from World War One. Ninety nine percent. I don't just probably a hundred. I mean, it's just rave reviews for this thing, and and it's just it is just it is powerful. Uh, so I wanted to mention that because. Um, it, and we've got exclusive there at Riverdale Ten, Riverdale Ten dot com. It's it, it's it's far superior. It's worth checking out. Um, you know, I, and and I know your audience would be interested in that. So I wanted to I wanted to throw that out there. And you know, that wasn't in the newspaper today, but I wanted to get it out because it is just a powerful, moving, awesome piece of work. They yeah, shall not this grow. is never before seen footage, by the way. Yes. You know, of soldiers as they face the fear and uncertainty of frontline battle in Belgium. Powerful. Rated R for disturbing war images. Yeah, people don't realize, you know, here's the key. A lot of people have never never even learned about the First World War in the last 30 years uh, in our high schools. They don't even touch upon World War II all that much. Wow. You know, they basically start off with almost Vietnam anymore. Wow. It's really weird. It is weird. I'm seriously. It is weird. I mean, you don't talk about the two first world wars. The first one to end all world wars, and just a few years later, you're twenty years the, later, you're into the second one. Yeah, millions of people died because of it, and um, you know, first world war showed things uh, changing as far as uh, how war was was made and done. I mean, the airplane came into vogue, the machine gun came into vogue, a lot of different things. Tank, tanks yeah you know airplanes all the artillery all of the you know um, ability to move faster on the build, battlefield it was uh, it was a, a huge jump and then can't say enough about what world war ii was like when it came to that unbelievable mm. unbelievable but yeah yeah i, I that I, I have to get over and see that i think that's one that my other will check out on oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> she won't be wanting to see that i'm a big history buff so 
Do they talk about uh, have you have you sat down and watched it? No, I haven't watched the beginning and I have not. I got to watch not. it. I got to yes, sit down and yes. see this and see if they real10.com. You yes. hear some of those big names that came out of World War 1, you know, Rick Toffen and you know uh, things like that. I have to have to go see it. I have to go see it. It sounds like it'd be a good way to educate myself. I think you get a lot out of it. Most and then Jackson did it. I figure it'd be good. It definitely will be better than the last fun movie that he did. Oh, yeah? What was that? Uh, the one with the cities moving around. Oh. Um, <laughs> I just want to forget that. What man. was that called again? Mortal Engines. Mortal Engines. Yeah, Mortal it Engines. was. Maybe halfway through, that's what happened. He started working on Mortal this Engines. and forgot about the last half of his man. movie. Because <laughs> he started off all right, but boy, it went to crap halfway oh, through. Wow. <laughs> wow speaking of some good movies riverdale10.com okay go to the website you can click on coming soon and we've got tickets on sale now for rebel without a cause which is yep. tuesday night at seven o'clock yes elite of battle angels on the 13th those tickets are on sale now uh, we've got some other classics coming up like uh, wanda from 1970 that's on sale uh for the for the uh the 19th february the 19th i uh, got an exclusive film coming up from Bleecker Street called Arctic. Those tickets are that on sale sounds, now. That looks pretty interesting, February too. 21st, Arctic. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon 3 on February 21st. Those tickets are on sale. February 26th, Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. Those tickets are on sale now. Uh, February the 28th, Medea, a family funeral. Those tickets are on sale, Riverdale10.com. Got the exclusive run of Greta from Focus Features, February the 28th, Riverdale10.com for your tickets. Everybody knows March the 7th, Riverdale10.com. Captain Marvel, March the 7th. Casablanca, March the 12th. Set it off, March the 19th. Greece, May 14th. All right, we'll tell you more when we come back. News is next here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're talking movies right here hey on now. the Dave Ellswick Show. And with me is Matt Smith who has a beautiful young daughter is that right yes she just got out of school her name is danny ray smith and she just got out of class uh kindergarten class at pulaski academy and she is she is headed home now so i Your love you weekend begins yes i love you danny ray smith <laughs> you have fun when you get home all right there you go there you go it, it's you know if you can get yourself a a talk show yeah you need to do that man it's pretty okay. cool some of the things okay. you get to do when you have your own talk show is like, it is it you let okay. people say hi to their kids that's always yeah. a good thing can't beat that man. can't beat that really really can't what are what are some of the movies here in the next say three months that you're telling people to make sure i, I think alita is probably right one. absolutely absolutely uh, captain marvel, captain marvel of course. yes i mean and april 26th will be here before we know it and that's you know the avengers avengers end game yes i mean that's 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 going to be huge i mean really disney has uh five motion pictures this year that that'll be massive i mean you got frozen 2 yep S- star wars 9 yes captain marvel yes Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4 and then Avengers Affinity War. I mean, those five movies will just be incredibly, probably the top five grossing films of 2019. Did you hear that PETA's still upset with Toy Story 4? No. Yes. What? Bo Peep. No. She's still got that hook where you grabbed, you know, you grabbed the sheep around the neck and pull them back into the, the group. 
No they're, way. They're upset that, that Bo Peep is using a staff. No. Yes. True story. I don't, I don't even know where this. I don't look, even know. Where this I don't make this from. stuff up. I, I just, just I read even, it. I don't even get you it. You can't. You can't write stuff more bizarre than stuff that hits the news anymore. I just. I, I guess not. I don't know how Peter has an issue with that, but okay, whatever. It's mistreating the sheep. It's a cartoon. <laughs> they don't care. It's animated sheep. Yeah. They aren't real sheep, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's a drawing of a sheep. <laughs> It's a drawing. It's a computer-generated image. It's pretend. (laughs) My son, who's 20 months old, knows the difference between a pretend sheep and and a a real real sheep. sheep. Yes. He's 20 months old. Come on, Peter. Get it together. Yeah. Grow up, Peter. Just just bizarre. So you can't use a staff on a cartoon sheep. No. Absolutely cannot. I don't even want to ask him their opinion on the Easter Bunny. I mean, he probably needs to unionize and get a pay raise. Oh, you know? <laughs> that's another part of uh, the Green New Deal. Uh, what? All all jobs will be unionized. All jobs? All jobs. Wow. Even your pastor will be unionized. <laughs> no way. All, all jobs? jobs? <laughs> yes, all jobs. Priests and, 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 and pastors? At- yes. Wow. Everybody's this is, going to be unionized. Remember when communism was a bad thing? <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. you know, you remember when there was like a red scare, and you know the communists were bad, and you know we, we were all for capitalism. And I mean, like, has the Democratic Party they've just lost their minds? I mean, they have lost their minds. Like when remember, They're crazy. Like remember though that there was a time in the not too distant past where Democrats thought capitalism was cool. Yeah. Remember that? I mean, yeah, like his name was John F. Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, and and they just tried to get more of a capitalist share for everybody. You know, they wanted people to get pay raises and people to get health insurance and like, a, like, like a normal, rising tide lifts all boats. Remember that right. one? But 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 normal things: a forty-hour work week, mm-hmm. you know, vacation, holidays off, things like that. I mean. That used to be the agenda for the Democratic Party. Like, you know, it was cool if your employer gave you employer-sponsored health care. That was a cool thing. But you know what it is And now. unions fought for that. Yeah. You know, like, like we in our bargaining agreement, we need our health insurance through our employer, and we would like to get a 3% cost of living raise and just normal stuff. Democrats wanted things like that. Which Democrats only care now if you wore blackface when you were in college. Hey, that whole thing in Virginia, like, what are those? You're talking about California being messed up on some mushrooms. Yeah. Everybody in the state government of Virginia must be on mushrooms. They got the, they got the, the, the governor's got the, the face paint thing. The, the, the. So does the lieutenant governor. Has is, got the sexual assault yeah, deal. Yeah. And the attorney general's been Has got the face paint the thing. Brown paint. Yeah. It's yes. brown face for Yes. Him. Yes. And, and then they had another Republican who edited a yearbook that had some blackface in it they were talking about that but what gets me about that is is when they were when they were on brent kavanaugh about the supreme court justice thing yeah all the democrats could say was we need to believe the woman she's telling the truth yeah now they don't believe it as far as that uh the lieutenant, lieutenant governor, governor right, they don't believe her and and she's a doctor and she's also a democrat and she's come right out and supposedly you know issued a whole written statement about the whole thing but they don't believe her well, now wait. It gets even. It gets even better. She has the same defense team as the lady who was going after Kavanaugh, and 
the lieutenant governor has the same uh, team as Kavanaugh had. Wow. (laughs) You cannot make this stuff up. It's just like like a really bad, like Jersey Shore meets Jerry Springer (laughs) type mishmash there going who, on who would be snooky in this I, 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 <laughs> nancy pelosi would have snooky's role okay that would be played by nancy pelosi i mean it's just a a, a really I, you're right you could not you couldn't make that up they you couldn't pretend that up. they couldn't fall into the nope. champagne filled hot tub on that thing <laughs> i mean i don't even where does that come from and it's like if the person accused of the sexual assault is a republican well, we just need to we just need to do away with that person right now. Get rid of Kavanaugh exe- now. Execute that guy. Yep. But I mean, if it's a Democrat, hold up now. Wait. They a only tell the truth. They're pumping the brakes on the lieutenant governor. They yes. don't. They don't want to just jump to conclusions <laughs> on him. But I mean, they were ready to just clip well, Kavanaugh. You saw the one guy uh, that this lady came to him and sat him down and told him the whole sordid affair, and he said, "Yeah, I just thought." It might not have happened. And he didn't report it to anybody. Over the lieutenant governor? Yes. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) She told somebody at the convention when that's supposed to be? She told somebody higher up in their party about it, and they decided not to do anything about it. Now here we are. Here we are. I mean, it. it, And now we got them eating their own on wearing blackface. It's crazy. Well, when the governor came out, at first he said it was me. And I'm sorry. Then he comes back and said, it's not me. I guess because in that picture, you can't really tell who those two people are. Yeah, so he I guess could have been the guy wearing the hood. Well, he could have been the guy with the paint. <laughs> yeah. Either one. one. Either one. You can't tell who it is. And so then you say it's you say it's you because you know it's you, man. You did it. Just admit it. <laughs> then you look at the picture with some other people and they say well wait a minute now i mean i guess you could that deny may not be you that's you i mean yeah. if you look at the picture it's not really clear we can't tell under who's in the kkk uniform and we can't tell who's under the paint so nope. maybe it wasn't you it's just, i mean he said it was him he came out and admitted it was him and said he was sorry and then he comes back out and says it wasn't me now here's what the funny part of all of this is matt is i understand why some people get upset about blackface all right i understand it however if you are over i want to say for the people i've talked to if you're over 35 you don't know what the big deal is all about i've been asked that over Uh i've been over to the capitol you know i'm doing my show over there monday through thursday people have come up and say what dave why are people getting so upset about this blackface stuff what 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 does that even signify they don't have a clue. Right, right. They don't they know. Don't, they don't know. So leave it alone. There ain't nothing there, folks. Well, I mean, there was a time. There's things that you do when you're in college you would not do any other time in your life. Yeah, keg stands. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yes. It's just crazy. Skinny dipping in the public pool. I mean, the list goes Streaking. on and on. At a football game. Yeah. In all, the winter. All that kind of stuff. I mean, we were talking about that yesterday i was talking about that i won't say with who but we were talking about it and they said this was on asu that they actually set up areas where you could go streaking at for two days out of the school year 
And it was right by the sorority house. What year was this? <laughs> this? This would have been about back in the uh, the seventies. Back in the seventies, yes. hey, it was the seventies. I believe it. I'm just saying, it was the seventies. It man. was the seventies. People you know, still had a hangover from the sixties. Mushrooms weren't legal, but they were probably boiling them. <laughs> they were at times. I mean, yes, I'm just saying. It's, the 70s. <laughs> it's just the way it was. Seventies. Leave people alone. God, I'm so glad we didn't have smartphones when I was in college. Wow. I mean, I wonder what they'd have had on like Grizzly Adams if they'd had smartphones. <laughs> right there. Like, what did he do? You know, or somebody Dan else. Dan Haggerty. Yeah, yeah. Like, what did that guy do? Or like somebody else from some wholesome show? Like, like the dude from Little House on the Prairie. Little I mean, House what, on the what Prairie. What they have yeah. on him? You know, Mike, Michael. Michael Landon. Landon. What did he yeah. really do? You know. Somebody from some other wholesome thing you're thinking of back then. You know, Crazy stuff. The Andy Griffith show. I mean, what was Barney you really know, up to? How know? about, uh, you know, uh, Elizabeth Montgomery and Bewitched? Oh, man. What was she up to? <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, you know, all she had to do was, you know, move her nose and oh. she could make things happen. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you see how these celebrities get in trouble now, like on Twitter or whatever. You know, I mean, what would they have done back then if they'd have had that? I mean, like, you know, Roseanne oh Barr, she got in trouble, all that. What would have been going on then? Can you Crazy. imagine Can you imagine Dean Martin or Sammy Davis Jr. on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> Frank Sinatra, what would he can have you, said, Can man? you imagine on somebody Twitter. going after Frank Sinatra <laughs> really? for, for, you know, hitting on a woman? He would have said, <laughs> what are you upset about? <laughs> you know, he would have gone Talk crazy. about grabbing him. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be Frank Sinatra. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> the millions, Lord have millions mercy. Millions in line on the on the on the Vegas strip, you know, just to just to get close to Frank. <laughs> oh man. Cra- it's we live we just live in a crazy time now. People can get absolutely incensed about anything. Well it, it I it's, mean it's anything. driven. It's driven. Yes. I mean you know, the things they should be worried about like They're not. No. You know, they should be worried about taxes, the economy, business, you know, taking care of your family, educating kids. Let's house the homeless. Let's feed the hungry. There's a lot of things we should be worried about, but it's 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 so easy to boil it down, especially with social media, to boil it down to just a couple little couple little sentences, some type of racial overtone or whatever to get people against each other and to get people button heads mm-hmm. and none of it. You know, none of it solves Adds a problem. Up to, to a bunch of beans. Doesn't solve a problem. Doesn't really help anybody. I agree. You know, I mean, like they had some homeless people who died in the cold weather. You know, none, none of these problems are solved by this butting heads over this goofy stuff. Let me give you some some statistics. Oh, i got to take scary. a break here, this but I'm going to give you these statistics. Oh, no. This is from September in uh, Arkansas, 2018. Okay. It's about illegal immigration. Oh, we didn't even touch on we, that today. Yeah, we uh, we arrested one thousand two hundred and sixty illegal immigrants in Arkansas in September of last year. Just that one month. Just this, just one month. Wow. Two hundred firearms were confiscated. Three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Two hundred and twenty nine thousand illegal pills, and fourteen hundred pounds of drugs in one month folks here in arkansas yeah the mexican border shares its border with arkansas just tell you those those are the facts wow i'll see if i can't dig up some more for you just just in september september 2018 yes that's i mean that's that is really scary 
I mean, you almost feel like you need to tool up before you leave the house if you hear something like that. I mean, you don't? I'm just saying. I'm, I, you know, some people don't. I mean, you know, I, I had an AR-15 sticker on my back glass, and, then I, and my attorney told me to take that off there because – that could they could say that's premeditated if you actually use the thing. I get like warned about there, that all know. the time because yeah. I say on the air, "You come for me, I'm ready." <laughs> You're right. I mean, yeah, you know, that's say like it's intent or something. Yes, know. absolutely. They'll use yeah. it against you. All right, I'm going to take a break. We'll come back. Matt's with us for another nine minutes. I'm telling it's you, always I don't know. great kinda, when Matt's I'm, here. I want to put my vest on now after don't, that illegal immigration in Arkansas. Don't know. forget about what uh, CI, or PI Roofing's doing. They have bought Tommy's Gutter Cleaning Services. So now, not only can you get the great comprehensive roofing from uh, PI Roofing that you're used to and the great home repair expertise they have, but they'll now come out and give you a great job of cleaning your gutters so you don't have to get up on a ladder and take the chance of falling off and breaking a shoulder or whatever. All you have to do, check it out at PI Roofing. That's piroofing.com. Again, quality gutter cleaning, comprehensive roofing, and home repair expertise. All right, we got four minutes left with Matt Smith. It's always fun when Matt comes in because... You know, he's like me. He says what he thinks. It's an eye-opener out there, man. Well, I mean, you know, I just... And today I've just been blowing him away with all the crazy stuff that's going on in in our country alone. I haven't even touched on what's happening in Canada and, you, you, you told and me, you France told, and stuff. You told me all those clowns in Virginia are staying, so... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, they, they all are saying, the we dem- ain't going anywhere. What are you going to do about it? The Democrats have no leg to stand on if those three guys stay in office. I agree. And no leg to stand on there. <clears throat> so. It's interesting, is it not, about how things, you know, what goes around <clears throat> comes around. Wow. That's what you all, when you, when you take your sword mm-hmm. and you, you stand there and like, uh, you know, Caesar, mm-hmm. and you say, I ain't. That what you're doing is wrong, mm-hmm. and you're holding your sword up. You may be the one that falls on it. I'm just saying. Well, based on the statistics you gave me, I'm not going to beat mine into a plow. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna. Those are those are eye-opening statistics wow. when you start talking about 1,400 pounds of illegal drugs, cocaine, meth, things of that nature in mm-hmm. one month here in the state of Arkansas, brought in by illegal immigrants. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. All right, you, you can argue all you want about this, but you can't argue with the facts that 200 of them had firearms. They had two, 229,000 illegal pills, and they had 1,400 pounds of drugs. Plus, on top of that, $350,000. I rest my case. I rest my case. And and it's like I've said, Mexico's border is Arkansas's border. It really is. You don't get those facts any place else, folks. I'm just telling you. Only here at the Dave Ellswick Show. Yep. We'll share them with you. You do with them as you want. Yeah. Well, to lighten up the mood. Uh, <laughs> wow. There's a lot of heavy. good movies this weekend. Yeah. And hey, if uh, Luke, Combs, Luke Combs, Luke Combs, Luke Combs is at uh, Verizon Arena tonight. Uh, Luke Combs, uh, top country artist. And they, oh, cool. It was announced as a sold out show, but they just freed up 50 more tickets. Okay. So, so if you want to go see him, 50 tickets left. Call now. Yeah. And the, By the way, yeah. wanted to talk to you about that. Yeah. Did you hear? That the Twisters are coming back. Really? 
Yes, they well, start playing. Great. They start playing in March. Arena football is back in the. I think it's March twentieth. I think Verizon Arena football. Yes. Well, I'm going to ask about that because I'm going to be down there tonight. So I'm going to ask about that. That's, yeah. that's great. I really enjoyed that. That was I, uh, awesome. And it's kind of like a a great kept secret that's right really now. Wonderful. They should be pushing the really living wonderful. tar out of that right now. In other good news, Old Faithful's ACDC topped the list of most anticipated albums this year. And what's not to they love? They got a new one coming out. What's not to love about the Back in Black lineup, if reports are true, recording material worked up alongside the late great Malcolm Young. Okay, he passed, but they they've got they've got his material recorded, and his place is going to be taken by his nephew Stevie. <laughs> I love that they're doing it with the family. That's cool. That's it. So his nephew's coming back to play his role, but they've got recorded material they're going to use on. The album with the back and black lineup, that singer, that bass player, and of course Angus on lead guitar. So they're gonna have a new album this year. So that's good news, man. Yeah, wake up, Led Zeppelin. There you go. Your Bonham son up there. Come and on. Southern Rockers, the Cadillac Three, have also been ahead of the game. Their fourth album was completed before the end of last year, and a beginning release in the coming months. Gonna All start right. playing some new music as soon as possible. Jaron Johnson tells. Yep, Cadillac 3. All right, we got news coming up. Matt, thanks for coming by. Riverdale10.com. Go go to the movie this weekend. Have a lot of popcorn. All right, want to remind you that our good friends at Applied Research of Arkansas have a study going on on getting in a lot of other studies, not just this one particular, but to get rid of warts. If you have problems with warts and you want to get rid of the warts, know that they're ready to take action. They have new clinical studies that could wipe those warts away. Uh, participants receive free study-related care and medication, as uh, well as compensation for time and travel. You can apply online or call today. Go to arcarkansas.com or 501-954-7822 on the phone I, uh, I have put my name in, and I think I've been accepted now into the study about low testosterone. I'm waiting for the uh, numbers to come back on a drug test that they gave me. Not about psilocybin, okay? Uh, this is about to see how much my numbers on testosterone is. And uh, bottom line, it's got to be under 300. So I think that I will make that. And if that happens, yours truly going to get one of these tests. And uh, it was really easy. It was not difficult to do. Other information coming out. Uh, yesterday, haven't heard a lot about this, but I knew it was coming because I've been following bills closely. Senate Bill 17 was signed into law by Governor Asa Hutchinson, uh, which is uh, concealed carry fee reduction legislation. Senate Bill 17, which was spot, uh, sponsored by Senator Trent Garner and uh, State Representative Jim Dotson, will reduce the fee for a license to carry a concealed handgun for self-defense. The uh, current fee right now of $100 will be reduced to $50 for first-time applicants. Uh, if you're renewing, it's only going to be $25 uh, renewal, and uh, it's that for you if you over 65 years of age so uh, 
good job from uh, the NRA members here in the state, Second Amendment supporters like uh, the folks from Act 746 who contacted their legislators in support of this legislation and then a, a big uh, high five and fist bump to uh, Senator Trent Garner and Representative Jim Dotson as well as Governor Asa Hutchinson for uh, making this legislation possible and the governor for signing it into law. So uh, that uh, is good uh, news. Uh, the freedom of speech uh, law, I think that is SB 156, uh, which is uh, a lot of the information I gave uh, with uh, Senator uh, Hammer. Been working on this for two years with Robert Steinbach and others. Went through the education uh, department or committee of uh, uh, the Senate. Unanimous. Uh, they had to change uh, a spelling of one word. It was supposed to be threat, and somebody had put treat. <laughs> that has changed, been changed now. Should be on the floor of the Senate, according to uh, Senator Bob Ballinger on Monday. It should be voted on and passed, I'm sure. Uh, and then it will go to the House. And we talked to State Representative Dan Sullivan yesterday. And by the way, if you've not been tuning into the show Monday through Thursday when we're over at the uh, state capitol following this stuff, uh, you're missing out. There's a lot of things going down over at state capitol and a lot of things getting into, uh, you know, the meat grinder and they're making things into bills and they're putting them through the committees and they're voting on them and they're passing them. And we'll keep up on it. But, uh, what they have uh, they've said is that uh, Dan Sullivan said that he thought that the uh, free speech bill would be heard in uh, the education committee in the morning uh, on Tuesday at the House, and it should pass. I I don't foresee any problems there, and then uh, go to the floor of the House. I believe that it will pass there, and then it will go to for the governor's signature. Whatever day that is, I will promise you this. I've been invited to go to the signing of the bill, and I will be there uh, to see that happen. I am going to be dancing. I go, I'll go there with bells on my toes and bone in my nose. Ho-ho, okay, just like Ray Stevens, where they have the A-Rap, and uh, do my thing. And uh, I hope that I'm given a pen. I would like to have a pen and then get a copy of the uh, cover of the bill, and uh, have it put in a shadow box and have it put on the wall out here uh, at uh, the answer for people to see that uh, the answer and the Dave Ellswick show especially stands for the freedom of speech, period. For everybody, progressive, conservative, you know, even if you don't care, I want to make sure you have freedom of speech and some of the things that have happened if that that bill gets signed into law there'll be no more free speech zones on college campuses in arkansas means that the whole campus will be a free speech zone just the way the united states is supposed to be a free speech zone okay and i mean from atlantic to pacific from the southern border to the northern border, you have First Amendment rights. 
and there have been some teeth put into this bill for the people who think that uh, oh yeah they'll pass a law but they won't they're not going to defend it yeah you watch how we defend it we're going to start defending our rights that we have in this country and 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 stop allowing people to walk away with our rights okay um, another story just breaking i gotta find it here let me get back to it and uh, this is just uh, just came out the lieutenant governor of um, virginia has had a another woman step forward and uh say that she was sexually abused by him i'm looking for the story right now let me get to it and i will read it to you so that you'll hear it here all right bringing it up now let's see where is it at just broke a few moments ago and uh, may not have made uh, their website yet but this woman says that the lieutenant governor attacked him her uh, her, uh at Duke University when they were both at Duke. See, the Democrats have opened up uh, a can of worms, a can of whoop-ass, really, uh, to to quote, you know, Steve Austin, uh, on themselves from the Kavanaugh hearings. They really have. That's what they have done. And, uh, you know, what goes around comes around, and it's, it's coming back. Uh, on the Democrats now and biting their butts. I mean, chomping down on their posteriors hugely now. You've got uh, the Lieutenant Governor of Virginia, the Governor of Virginia, the Attorney General of uh, Virginia, all under attack for this. And there's other names that now are starting to come up uh, as well. All right, let's uh, let's jump over to to the uh, the phones. It looks like Jim wants to talk to us. Jim, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, Dave. Uh, just kind of listening to y'all. I was on my way down from Hot Springs about the smartphones and boy, what 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 could be broadcast, you know, from years back when we were growing up and stuff like that. One of the things that I would like to really hear is the real meeting between JFK and Robert about the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. And then, you know, you know there's little snippets of, uh, of, of LBJ about how his, his total disdain for Dr. King and one of the other things that I'd like to hear is the meeting of reverends that Martin Luther wasn't uh, privy to that the leader of the Mississippi Boulevard Baptist Church or, or what have you there in, in Memphis had because the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation never believed or did not believe, I should say, that there was more involvement than just Doc, uh, than James uh, Earl Ray uh, in that situation. But uh, there's lots of things that, uh, man, if they had smartphones back in the day, maybe we would have. Well, I just lost you. I'll tell you what, may have, may have uh, found out a lot of things we need to find out about. 
Yeah, Bobby Kennedy and uh, his brother Jack, when he was president in the Cuban Missile Crisis down in the war room, that would have been some exchange, to say the least. There, evidently, it, it got heated between those two during the uh, Cuban and uh, the Cuban Missile uh, Crisis. Did you hear this thing about Kurt Russell? Man, he's he's going to make himself where he can't work in Hollywood anymore. Uh, President Donald J. Trump is relentless. I've never seen a man so dedicated and determined. I like to think I would be as courageous as he is, but I just don't know. The world is after him, and he stands there in the face of pure evil, rock solid, and ready to fight. God bless this brave man. And that's what the, the they say a January 18th meme wrote. This is something you can't believe all the time, folks. Uh, a lot of places have come out now. And in fact, this is from the Daily Caller. I wanted to bring this up to you. Daily Caller is a conservative site. Got started by Tucker Carlson. And it's been checked out. And there's no evidence that Russell ever said any of that. The origin of the fake quote may be a Twitter page unaffiliated with the actor that has since been suspended. The meme shared by the page contains a black and white photo of Russell with the alleged quote above it. However, a spokesperson for Russell told the AP that Russell never made the statement and the uh, the Daily Caller News Foundation could not find any evidence that he ever did. So the meme has since been taken down. So uh, the Twitter account used Russell as its profile picture, so it is possible some believed it belonged to the actor and that the tweet was attributable to him. Now, Russell is a self-described libertarian, but he typically stays away from politics. He said, I have my political point of view, of course. I'm an American. I'm entitled to it. But I don't like espousing it publicly. He told that to the Daily Beast, which is not a conservative uh, mouthpiece back in 2015. And he's done his best to stay out of politics. He did make headlines in 2015 when he said during an interview that gun control wouldn't stop terrorism. Quote, if you think gun control is going to change the terrorist point of view, I think you're like out of your mind, Russell said. I like the guy. and But I, under, you know, look, I understand why he keeps his thoughts to himself. You've seen people that haven't, that have made statements, and especially statements about how they support the president, and uh, they're not getting work anymore. They don't even hire these people anymore. That's flat-out wrong. Not saying that they can't do that, but it's flat-out Wrong. So the big news right now, the lieutenant governor of Virginia been accused by another woman. And we'll talk about that and a whole lot of other news information. And we got to get into the Cortez Green New Deal and go over it some more. If you've missed it, you won't believe what is in it. And that's coming up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let me get into uh, a little bit of, you know, our wonderful congresswoman from up in New York. And this is uh, the latest story, this one from Fox News. This is an hour old. It says seven senators 
either running for the Democratic presidential nomination or seriously weighing White House bids, have signed on as co-sponsors to the Green New Deal. The sweeping proposal unveiled in Congress yesterday that aims to transform our country's economy to combat climate change while enacting a host of new welfare programs. And, of course, it's giving uh, Republicans, conservatives, and commonsensical people ample political ammunition as they up their attacks on the Democrats hoping to oust President Trump from the Oval Office in 2020. Heading into the next campaign cycle, the plan in a matter of hours emerged as a striking foil for Republicans who, as Trump did during Tuesday's State of the Union address, vowing to stave off a socialism-inspired policy creep in America. Let me just tell you, this is not creep. This is a full-scale long jump with uh, you know Jesse Owens or, or Lewis, Carl Lewis, or somebody like that doing the long jumping. All of these policy litmus tests that are being applied to the 2020 field are a goldmine for us, said Sarah Dolan, executive director for conservative PAC, America Rising. All of the Democrats are falling over each other to be the first to sign on to them to be supportive, and it's just exemplifying the race to the left. Republican National Committee Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel slammed a plan introduced by, of course, Congresswoman Cortez of New York and veteran Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts as, quote, a massive taxpayer boondoggle and a socialist dream come true. Democratic presidential contenders are solidly embracing the proposal they're not making this up they think if they think it's they're going to be a co-sponsor and this is going to go away and nobody will talk about it again they're out of their ever-loving mind they're they're putting this albatross around their necks on their own accord so it's it's the craziest thing i've ever seen please tell me young people you millennials you're not this stupid to believe in this woman Cortez and what she's saying in the GND. This is a 10 year national mobilization as massive as the original New Deal. I don't know if I would agree with that. I think it's more massive than that. To turn the economy away from fossil fuels within 10 years and supplant them with renewable energy sources like solar and wind power. It includes a range of other proposals covering guaranteed jobs, universal health care, and more that critics say will cost absolutely trillions of dollars. Brad Pascal tweeted, I wonder if Democrats who represent middle class and poverty stricken districts will fight the Green New Deal as it would be devastating to their constituents. While critics argue the proposals are a socialist manifesto, supporters say the guidelines would create thousands of jobs and renewable energy. Democratic presidential candidates have gone all in on the agenda. Senator Kamala Harris 
Am I saying that right? Because she, she's. I think she said Kamala is what she wants to be called. So I'll say Kamala Harris of California, who launched her presidential campaign just last month, warned in an email to supporters on Thursday that climate change is an existential threat to our country, our planet, and our future. She called the Green New Deal, quote, a bold plan that will repair our country's crumbling infrastructure, upgrade buildings across the nation, and dramatically cut greenhouse gas emissions. Senator Kristen Gillibrand of New York, who's launched a presidential exploratory committee, told party activists while campaigning in New Hampshire that she's committed to the entire framework of the Green New Deal. Also co-sponsoring the guidelines, Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, who's expected to formally declare her candidacy on Saturday, and declared White House contender Senator Cory Booker has already said he's signed on. The New Jersey Democrat took to Twitter two months ago to urge bold action on climate change and create a green economy that benefits all Americans. Eliminating greenhouse gas emissions to zero by 2030. Investing in communities on the front lines of poverty and pollution. Guaranteeing a good job to anyone ready to make this happen. Also getting behind the plans are Senators Amy, uh, what's her name, Klobuchar of Minnesota, who's expected to launch her campaign on Sunday. Jeff Merkley of Oregon, who's considering a presidential run. Bernie Sanders of Vermont, who's likely to launch a second straight campaign for the Democratic nomination, is also a co-sponsor. But not everyone's getting on board. Former New York City mayor and billionaire media mogul Mike Bloomberg, who's a champion in the fight to combat climate change, said last month in New Hampshire, I'm a little bit tired of listening to things that are pie in the sky that we never are going to pass or never are going to afford. I think it's just disingenuous to promote those things. You've got to do things that are practical. In this, she, um, Cortez said, free um, college. You get a, a, a check from the government every month, whether you work or you don't work. You get uh, housing, whether you work or you don't work. And it goes on. I'll talk more about it in the next hour. It's got to be talked about because the Democrats are saying they believe it. This is their mantra now. As abortion is their sacred ritual, this is their other mantra for 2020. All right. Going to come back and talk further about what's in the New Green Deal. Of course, it was brought out by, uh, you know, our friend Ocasio-Cortez. Her Green New Deal took center stage yesterday, and it is some kind of proposal. She went over what will happen if the climate isn't corrected. She went over everything that is wrong with America, and then she jumped into her solutions. So here's her socialist goals. As I go through these, please know that I did not put on some kind of aluminum cap and make this up because it sounds like somebody who wears aluminum foil headgear one a job 
guaranteed by the government with a family sustaining wage, family and medical leave, vacations, and retirement security. High-quality education, including higher education and trade schools, all free. And remember, somebody pays somewhere. Nothing, absolutely nothing that I have ever come across in my lifetime is free. Clean air and water and access to nature. Healthy food supplied by the government. High quality health care. Safe, affordable, adequate housing supplied by the government. Economic environment free of monopolies. Economic security for all who are unable or or unwilling. That's her word, not mine. Unwilling to work. And then there's more. Build infrastructure to create resiliency against climate change-related disasters. Meet 100% of power demand through clean and renewable energy sources. Upgrade or replace every building, not government building. I thought it was government buildings when I first read this. It's every building. Replace every building in the U.S. for state-of-the-art energy efficiency. Totally overhaul transportation by massively expanding electric vehicle manufacturing, building charging stations everywhere. Of course, she admitted that they might not completely get there in the 10 years, saying we set a goal to get to net zero rather than zero emissions in 10 years because we aren't sure that will be able to fully get rid of now i i'm look i'm not making this up i'm not making this up this is not a comedy sketch that i've written i mean i couldn't make up half the stuff that she's come up with are you ready for this one russ here you go Totally overhaul the uh, transportation by massively expanding electric vehicle manufacturing. Build charging stations everywhere. We, this is a quote. This is a quote from G&D. We set a goal to get to net zero rather than zero emissions in 10 years because we aren't sure that we'll be able to fully get rid of what do you think that she'll she's saying that's going to throw all this off for us just think for a moment you don't have to answer here's what she says they don't know how to get rid of quick enough i'm not like i can't everybody's gonna think i'm making this up russ they're gonna think that i wrote this i did not this is a quote from Cortez on this whole thing. We'll, we aren't sure that we'll be able to fully get rid of airplanes or farting cows 
Her words, not mine. Farting cows that fast. Unreal. So is this the future of our country? Uh, we're out of beef. I'm the just beef saying. industry is over. Oh, sure. It would have her. to be dead. They, they would literally stop people from raising cows. But again, is is that <laughs> farting cows? Now, I would have said that's that's just crazy, right? Except that down in Australia, they beat her to this about a decade ago. Because I remember the story that was out that they were going to get rid of all the sheep farmers in New Zealand. Because in New Zealand, they raise, they raise more sheep than any place else. And they came up with an idea to put these diapers on their their sheep with uh, some kind of uh, particle charcoal stuff to get rid of uh, the sheep farts because they were making too much methane. True story. Not, not making something up here. Surely, you know, if you were really being smart about it, you'd figure out some way to capture all that methane and burn it. And make something, although maybe they know something I don't know uh, about that uh, that could cause problems uh, for us if you burned methane. I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, this is, this is crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, AOC's Green New Deal plan to bankrupt America Oil. Uh, she wants to shut down all the drilling. She wants to get rid of natural gas. She wants to get rid of oil. It, it just goes on and on and, and on on this. Uh, Jonah Goldberg talks about Green New Deal backers embrace their fantasies, is what he says. Um, it, it's, if it wasn't, being talked about so seriously i would spend most of my tongue time uh laughing about this but this is not something to laugh about and i'll I'll, let's let's talk about why it's not because these are true believers these people honestly believe all of this These people are saying to all of us, we're going to give everybody a check for a livable wage. Of course, they'll determine what the livable wage is, but they're going to give you a check for a livable wage whether you work or you don't work. If you're unwilling to work, that's okay. That's okay. We understand some people have problems, and we'll give you a check anyway. I don't know where all this money is supposed to come from. The government doesn't make money. I mean, is are they going to are they literally going to put a pull a a quick switch on the millennials and disease that are waiting after the not disease Z? Uh, or are they going to put the pull the the quick uh, switch on them and not give them socialism? but give them communism. That they're going to take away all their rights. 
Because if you work, they're not going to send you a check. You're not going to make money. The government will take your check. And they'll, you know, take the money and distribute it to the best of the, of, of the you know, the cooperative that's out there for all the people. You won't have any independent thought. You won't be allowed to have independent thought. Forget about the First Amendment. Forget about, about being able to petition. Forget about being able to march against things. Forget about the Second Amendment. Forget about the Fourth Amendment. Just keep on. In fact, just just burn the Constitution. You won't get it. It's not going to happen. If you take all the things that they've been saying over the last 20 years and put them all together, there is no Constitution. There is no freedom. It's all the government. The government is God at that point. It's Marx all over again. You know, it's it's going to be uh, in it's going to be the Soviet Union all over again. We might as well just call up the guy over there in in Russia right now and say, "Come on back and run this country for us." Interesting. Interesting. And you've got a majority of the Democrats that are going to run for 2020 co-sponsoring this piece of legislation, signing on. Now, I believe that if you could get them somewhere that there were no, you know, recorders around or uh, you were somebody that people just would call you a crackpot if you came out and said what they were, what they were feeling like Gillibrand and all the rest of them and Elizabeth Warren and Cory Booker, and you got them one-on-one, they said, of course this crap ain't going to work. We know they're not going to work. But if we want to get young voters, we got to get behind this stuff. we got to be part of this. The young people believe in this stuff. They're true believers in this, and we need their votes if we're going to defeat Donald Trump in 2020. Phone lines open, 8230965. I want to talk about this. This is, this is something to talk about. I mean, they're they're floating this out there as gospel, folks. 8230965. 8230965. What do you think? What do you have to to say? What what are your college students going to say about this? Let's hear what you have to to bring to the table. The Dave Ellswick Show's phones were wide open to hear from you here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, let's uh, talk to you. Now, I'll let you talk a little bit. It's Tony's in Little Rock. Hey, Tony, how are you? Your thoughts on this? Hey, Dave, enjoying your show. Thank you. Yes, uh, I don't know what scares me more, the fact that uh, we have someone that actually is talking like this and submitting this or the people that voted her in i don't know what scares me the most well i'm i'm with you on that there's these people are true believers i'm just telling you they are true believers they want to do this they're going to try to do this and if they do they'll destroy our country uh this is the craziest thing i'm in my 60s and i just cannot believe it 
this is just the strangest thing, and the people that actually believe this is just beyond the pale. Well, I mean, I, I think everyone is just threw common sense out the window. Well, you know they did that. I mean, they're they're they put LSD in the water in Washington D.C. and they're and I guess the the biggest uh, uh, supply of it is in Cortez's office somewhere. All right, Ken is up in Bryant. Hi, Ken. How are you? Good day. What do you think? This is the most idiotic thing I've ever heard in my life. This has been been taught schools. I, I'm you're breaking up a little bit. Try that again. Okay. Nah. I got. I got to let you go. Can call back. We got a bad line or something. Eight two three zero nine six five. Eight two three zero nine six five is the number to call. You know, there is a, a study out there right now, and it's the one that Cortez is using. She's not the one who came up with this, uh, you know, 12-year uh, thing that, uh, you know, in 12 years, the world as we know it will be gone. I mean, that's exactly, quote, we have 12 years, according to science, if we're going to meet the challenge of the climate crisis. And to do that, we have to tackle fossil fuels head on. And the resolution just doesn't get us there, says Nicole Gio, G-H-I-O, Senior Fossil Fuel Program Manager at Friends of the Earth. Now notice that she doesn't give us any specific person. She says, we have 12 years according to science. Had you seen that, Russ? I haven't seen a story anywhere that said that we only had 12 years. I mean, they're talking, you know, we have just a few decades left. Now Now they're down to 12 years? Is that, is that the key? Are we going to have a doomsday clock now for global warming like we do for nuclear war? We have two clocks up there that says, you know, I don't care what God says. I'm going to tell you when the world's going to end. It's um, it's this is just so ridiculously crazy. A group called the Sunrise Movement held a web meeting with supporters. Jeremy Orstein, 18, says he deferred going to college to work with this organization. Orstein is among the Sunrise Movement organizers who planned three weeks of activism, including lobbying members of Congress to sign onto the Green New Deal. Quote, and we're going to give our elected officials a deadline. They've got to get an answer to us by February 26th or face the consequences. What are the consequences, Mr. Orstein? What are you guys going to do? He says activists around the country will occupy members' offices in what the group calls a a nationwide day of action. Given the uh, scope and ambitious nature of the Green New Deal, it might be tempting to criticize or dismiss activists purporting it and supporting it. But Amy Myers Jaffe hopes older, more experienced policymakers won't do that. Quote, We need not to discourage them, she says. They have an energy and will to innovation that is not only infectious but inspiring. 
And she says that could be what's needed to address a problem as daunting as climate change. So all the former hippies and yippies of the 60s, break out your elephant bell bottoms, sew those peace signs back on your vests, and get ready to get to work again. We need to get a break in there, Russ? Okay, we go to the bottom of the hour. That's good. I mean, come on, man. This is... We need... uh, Oh, who do we need here? I need... uh, uh, I'll have a I'll have a song after the break at the bottom of the hour so we can play it uh, to go for all these people that are going to come back from the '60s and and take on all of this uh, stuff dealing with this Green New Deal. Uh, the Green New Deal, as it's being called, would completely transform the U.S. economy. Uh, NPR is all over this. Now, National Public Radio is basically, for the most part, controlled by Democrats. So they're going to be pounding the drum for this, man. Get ready. They're going to be pounding the drum. Uh, I'll bring a little bit more of what they've been saying. How will Democrats and Republicans in Congress react to the signature proposal? More than 50 lawmakers are co-sponsoring the Green New Deal resolution which uh, they first published at npr.org. Okay. The Green New Deal is obviously something the Democrats want to be able to try to push at least some on the left because it does frame a blueprint of something that's big and bold and broad. That way they'll be able to try to break through this sort of gridlock of what to do about climate change. They know what... Uh, and that there's something big that has to happen, but nothing has been able to be agreed upon. So, I mean, it goes on and on and on. It's just, it's just crazy. It is, it's crazy. I'll be the first one to stand up here and just tell you this is crazy. I mean, I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be maybe doing things to reduce the carbon output some. But I I don't believe, nor do I ascribe uh, to the belief that man-made global warming is destroying the world. Let's get our news, and then we'll come back. Love is but a song we sing, fears we will die. Get out all of your old 60s clothes. You can make the mountains Ocasio ring. Cortez needs your help. Join hands together and sing along. Though the bird is on the wing, and you may not know why. I don't know about you, Rush. It just seems to me that we absolutely needed this song right now. I mean, think about it. This song came out in 1969. All right? Biggest upheaval we've ever had in our society. We got it going on again. 
except the young people. Now they've got, in many places, legalized marijuana. That is probably ten times as strong as what it was back in the late 60s. And now they're talking about legalizing psilocybin. There's no telling where this is going to end. I'm just saying to you. There is no telling where this craziness will land this country. And the Democrats are signing on to this magical mystery tour. You know, they, they really are. They are. I mean, I can hear, hear them in the background singing in uh, Magical Mystery Tour. Smoke pot, smoke pot, everybody smokes pot. I can hear them. They're, they're part of this whole thing now, doing what they're doing. Phone lines are open, 823-0965. The Green New Deal. Carbon taxes, tax this, tax that. You get a check from the government. A check that will take care of you and your family. Pay for your rent. Pay for your food. In fact, the government is going to tell you what food you should eat. All of that is coming, they say. They're going to, it is a socialist wet dream is what it is. There's no doubt about it. You know, I didn't know whether to use this song or the song The Impossible Dream. Because that's what I think the chances are this stuff getting in uh, to the mainstream and being passed. But here's the key. Here's the key. You start doing this. You start pushing this. And maybe everything doesn't stick. But maybe a few things do. And so the camel gets its nose under the tent. And you're able to change a few things. And then, I mean, Cortez, she's what, 29 years old? She's from one of the bluest districts of the blue districts of New York City. She could be up there for 40 years and keep pushing this stuff. And people keep getting dumber and dumber and dumber about their government. Not understanding that nothing is free, although everybody tells them everything's going to be free. And every every little chink out of our armor, sooner or later, we're standing there with no armor and we're in the middle of all of this and the socialists have won. In fact, when I read this stuff that Cortez has come up with, it's not, it is not socialist. It's communist. You don't change every building in America unless you can tell the people who own those buildings that they must do your bidding. That's the only way you get that to happen. And that's one of the tenets of this Green New Deal. A lot of people listen to the show today say, Wow, Ellswick sounds like he's taking this serious. Yeah, you're right, Skippy, I am. I am taking it serious. If there's one thing that I've learned over 50 years in being in radio is that the people that you think are the the biggest nut jobs make the biggest changes in our culture and bring us to places... We've never wanted to go to. 
I wonder if the people who were pushing, um, you know, Roe v. Wade back in the early 70s, those people who were fighting. Now, I know Margaret Sanger and, uh, and of course, Planned Parenthood was always trying to get us to where New York and Virginia and now Massachusetts have been trying to uh, get us to, which is uh, abortion at any time during a pregnancy, even if a child is born from a, a botched abortion, that child is to be given, as they like to say in Virginia, compassionate care. Compassionate care is they put a blanket over the child so it doesn't get cold, and then they let it starve to death. That's what compassionate care is. All of you who are all about abortion, let me ask you, you can go on YouTube now, if you got the intestinal fortitude, this will not be easy to do. But uh, go watch an actual abortion and what, uh, and what happens in the womb. As they cut the limbs off of, uh, from uh, the body of the baby and they crush the skull and then they pour the, pull the pieces out and they're laid on a tray and the person that's with the doctor has to stand there and count two arms, one, two, yeah, the two arms, two legs, yeah, yeah, torso, yeah, yeah, fingers, yeah, yeah, uh, crushed skull, yeah, yeah, okay, we got it all out. And then try to keep telling yourself it's not a human being. Keep trying to tell yourself that it's not a human being. Look, abortion to me is murder. It is just killing something in the stage of uh, a human being, killing a human being in a, in a stage of development. You, you're developing all your life. I mean, anybody who's a mom or a dad knows that. That, that little one that's right in front of you, maybe right now sitting in the back seat, you're coming home from maybe school, you're looking, uh, you're looking at them. They didn't look that way when they were born. They've developed into what they are today. They'll continue to develop. And there'll come a day when you sit down and you watch them hopefully graduate from high school. And, and as you watch your, and I know this because I've watched eight kids do it, as you sit and watch your child graduate from high school, your mind will drift back to when they were born. And what they look like when they were born, when you held them in your arms the first time. They've never changed being a human being. They've never changed being their own entity. Nor will they change when they get your age. I mean, you're still changing. You're still developing. I'm still developing until you assume room temperature you're always developing it doesn't make you any more or any less human at any stage in your development you are a human being at whatever stage of development you want to stop and look if you could watch a movie of a person 
from when the sperm and the egg came together until they're put in the ground from that point A to that point Z, they were still always human beings. And we've allowed people to convince us now that it's okay to kill them. It's all right to snuff their lives out. If it's all right to kill an unborn child, it's all right to kill a five-year-old child or a 10-year-old child or an 18-year-old teenager or a 25-year-old adult or a a 45-year adult, 45-year-old adult or a 65-year-old adult. You can rationalize it as much as you want, but you're killing a human being. Period. Go to YouTube. Watch an abortion. And then put up what you think against the cold hard facts that you watch. Let's get a break. We'll come back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. By the way, just so you know, the Green New Deal, uh, Casio now says that... uh, They're supported by 92% of Democrats and 64% of Republicans. I don't know where they got those figures from, but that's what they're saying, just so you'll know. Uh, David uh, Harrison-Yai says, It is not hyperbole to contend that GND is likely the most ridiculous and un-American plan that's ever been presented by an elected official to voters. Not merely because it would necessitate a communist strongman to institute, but also because the societal costs are unfathomable. The risable historic analogies, the the different analogies out there, Marquis and Ocasio-Cortez rely on the building of the interstate highway system or moon landing are nothing uh, but trifling projects compared to a plan overall that uh, would get to modernity by voluntarily voluntarily destroying massive amounts of wealth and technology. Uh, David French from the National Review says, keep in mind because of Ocasio-Cortez's immense Twitter following and the extraordinary media coverage of her every move, her Green New Deal may now be the most famous environmentalist proposal in the United States. And the Wall Street Journal, uh, Kimberly Strassel thread, she says, by the end of the Green New Deal resolution and accompanying fact sheet, I was laughing so hard I nearly cried if a bunch of GOPers had plotted to forge a fake Democratic bill showing how bonkers that party is They could not have done a better job. This is beautiful. And uh, it just goes on. Uh, The cost is going to be incredible. We're talking, uh, you know, you might as well just say, you know, gazillions of dollars. uh, Because over 10 years, they're looking at well over $25 trillion now and more to be able to do this. American Action Forum uh, worked on that. 
It just says uh, what it costs to be 100% renewable, a Green New Deal. That includes a proposal to move 100% of U.S. electricity production to renewable sources would request uh, require at least $5.7 trillion in its own right of investment in renewable energy and, and storage. Other stories and, and uh, show that climate policies focus purely on transitioning to renewable energy sources cost far more than policies aimed more broadly at low-carbon sources. And a good climate policy must signal to other countries that greenhouse gas abatement will be reciprocated and consider the market conditions under which advanced nuclear carbon capture and sequestration and energy storage become competitive with incumbent energy uh, sources. It's just amazing. An accurate assessment of what 100% renewable target costs would be extremely difficult and presumably only feasible with uh, economic metric and that analysis uh, like those published by the Energy Information Administration. Such estimates will take time to compile and hopefully uh, will be forthcoming in the future just to show how crazy uh, this uh, truly, uh, truly is. I mean, I'm I'm not making this stuff up. These people are taking it big time seriously, as all of us are going to have to take this seriously because it makes so many uh, things uh, up. Just makes a lot of things up. Just telling you now, they make she makes up a lot of things. I mean, uh, she takes these big projects that we've done in America and make it sound like. Well, we, we're going to do this. Well, the space program, they knew they could do a lot of things already. I mean, Werner von Braun, who came in to help uh, the Nazi, who came in and did work and things of that nature. It's important to understand that, uh, you know, that we had, you know, with the V-2 rocket program and things of that nature, the initial, uh, the initial uh, things that we were doing were things that uh, were worked on and, uh, you know, became uh, able to do. Uh, it wasn't like you were starting from zero. A lot of the stuff that this woman is saying we need to do in 10 years is starting from zero. You know, on the overview of this project, here's what she said. We will begin work immediately on the Green New Deal bills to put the nuts and bolts on this plan described in this resolution, important to uh, say so someone else can't claim this mantle. Lord knows. It's all about her, isn't it? Uh, This is a massive transformational transmission of our society with clear goals and a timetable. And there's no time to wait. Americans love a challenge. This is for, this is our moonshot. This is massive investment in our economy and society and expenditure. Anyway, what can I tell you? 
They really believe they're going to get it all done. All right, let me tell you about Lucas. Uh, David Lucas has some things going on that you really, if you're moving towards retirement, you might want to get uh, get your chance at it because if Cortez has her her way, there's not going to be enough money in Social Security to take care of you. There's no doubt about that. And so he is offering to you a way to learn the little-known strategies that can uh, help you save tens of thousands of dollars in taxes with a free tax reduction analysis. David Lucas, uh, who does his show here every Saturday at 10 o'clock and again at 3 o'clock on 1011 uh, The Answer, says this free analysis will reveal the little-known strategies and loopholes that could help you save thousands of dollars in taxes with your IRA, 401K, Social Security benefits, and more. To get your free analysis, be one of the first 10 callers now at 501-653-6690. This is your opportunity to save tens of thousands of dollars in taxes in retirement. Call 501-653-6690. That's 501-653-6690. I'll pick up this thing about the New Deal again Monday. What I'd like to do is as we move into uh, the show a little further in, I'd like to... uh, talk about Congress is saying that they have uh, closed in on coming up with a deal on the border. I mean, they got to come up with a a finish on this fairly soon or uh, it's going to be closed down the government again. And it's being reported now that Congress is very close to a deal on border fencing and Trump might take it so uh, i'll give you the latest on that when we come back uh here on uh, the dave ellswick show we're going to get to the uh, regular uh, news here in a moment let that uh, catch up on what's going on around the world and then i'll be back to uh, take care of the last uh, hour of the dave ellswick show let's do that right now news is next and then i'll be back here on 1011 FM, the answer. All right, let's get to the final hour of a Friday show here on the Dave Ellswick Show. This is from Susan uh, Ferriccio uh, from the Washington Examiner. House and Senate negotiators are closing in on a border security agreement that would fund new technology, additional border patrol agents, and some kind of fencing in certain areas along the southern border. Now, there's no mention of the word wall in the uh, uh, deal because that was ordered by Democratic leaders who completely oppose it. Think about that. If it looks like if it looks like the 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 obstruction along the uh, border I saw in uh, Arizona, that's not a wall. That's a that's a fence. And the is what they say. And we'll, we'll go along with that kind of stuff, but you you mustn't build a wall. Now that, if you ask me, is just stupidity. 
And and all it is is being able to get yourself ready to com- to say to your people, well, we didn't build a wall. We gave them money to build an uh, you know an obstruction, but hey, it's not a wall. President Trump seems to be more flexible in his language to whatever the deal entails. Senate Appropriations Committee Chairman Richard Shelby of Alabama divulged to lawmakers in a private uh, lunch, uh, quote, I gave a report on meeting with the president, and I thought things were on the positive trajectory as far as maybe concluding this funding, but we are not there yet. Shelby said that the next 72 hours would be critical if Democrats and Republicans are to reach a long-sought deal on border security that would also allow passage of seven spending bills and ensure full government funding by a February 15 deadline. We've got serious negotiations going on, according to Shelby. The main sticking point is how much money to provide for border barriers and what those barriers will look like. Democrats appear willing to agree to funding for some new fencing in targeted areas as well as upgrades to existing barriers, they told the Washington Examiner. The deal is likely to uh, cover far fewer miles than Trump wants, however, and the barriers will be far less robust than the steel slat wall Trump favors. Shelby would not disclose whether Trump would agree to less than the $5.7 billion he has requested for border barriers or a wall, as he calls it. But he hinted that Trump may be willing to make a deal on price. Quote, it was the most positive meeting I've had with him regarding numbers, Shelby said. He seemed to be reasonable and, I thought, urging us to get a legislative conclusion to that. He's being very reasonable, but I can't get into the details. Shelby said the accord would include a three-pronged approach to border security based on a classified briefing provided by border security officials to the uh, the negotiators this week. It would include more money for technology to improve port security, Though, uh, and that's which uh, where most of the illegal drugs are transported, additional border security personnel and barriers. See, not walls. Can't say the W word. Uh, you got to say barriers now. Technology is very important. Ports of entry manpower is very important, Shelby said. But without barriers, none of it works. We're talking about a comprehensive approach. Shelby said negotiators need to complete the work by Monday in order to provide any legislative deal to work its way through both the House and the Senate. A temporary government funding bill Trump signed in order to provide time for negotiators to work out the deal runs out a week from today. Republicans are in no mood for a second shutdown. If Trump refuses to sign the deal, he risks abandonment by the GOP, who could override a veto. Everybody wants to avoid that, Shelby said when asked about the risk of another shutdown. The president indicated he wants us to avoid that as well. He wants us to do the job. So that's, uh, that's where we're at right now.
and um, so we're going to have to see what happens uh, with uh, the uh, the wonderful world of uh, politics because that's that's what the, this whole thing's been completely politically motivated, and that's where we're at right now. That's what's going on right now. Okay, just coming uh, off the wire here, Fairfax, the lieutenant governor of uh, Virginia, denies the second allegation of sexual misconduct levied against him today and also announced that he has no intention of resigning. I deny this latest unsubstantiated allegation is demonstrably false. I have never forced myself on anyone ever. I demand a full investigation into these unsubstantiated and false allegations. Such an investigation will confirm my account because I'm telling the truth. It continued, I will clear my good name and I have nothing to hide. I have passed two full field background checks by the FBI and run for office in two highly contested elections with nothing like this being raised before. It is obvious that a vicious and coordinated smear campaign is being orchestrated against me. Meredith Watson accused Fairfax of raping her in a uh, statement she released earlier today. So uh, that's uh, what we have. A statement on her behalf reads, Ms. Watson shared her account of the rape with friends in a series of emails and Facebook messages that are now in our possession. Additionally, we have statements from former classmates corroborating that Mrs. Watson immediately told friends that Mr. Fairfax had raped her. Former Democratic Virginia uh, Governor Terry McAuliffe has called for Fairfax to resign after Watson's story came out. Earlier this week, Dr. Vanessa Tyson came forward and alleged that Fairfax had forced her to perform oral sex on him 15 years ago. She said they met at the 2004 Democratic National Convention in Boston. Fairfax denied the allegation from Dr. Tyson as well. He is not the only Virginia uh, politician taking heat this week. Democratic Governor Ralph Northam has been asked to resign by some after a photo from his 1984 medical school yearbook resurfaced showing two men, one wearing KKK garb and the other in blackface. He initially accepted responsibility for it before reclaiming his innocence. It's kind of hard to do. Uh, The state's attorney general, Mark Herring, who called for Northam to resign, admitted to wearing blackface to a party back in 1980 as well so time will tell how this all plays out but may i just say that in the kavanaugh hearings remember that the woman is always supposed to be believed the democrats said so all right let's get a break in we got to do that i got to tell you about sunny's auto salvage want to remind you about them They're your number one choice for recycled auto parts. So why use a recycled auto part? What is a recycled auto part? Well, recycled auto part part is easy. It is a part that has been claimed 
from an uh, a vehicle that has been destroyed in a cla- in a crash can't be dr- driven any longer but it doesn't mean that all of the things that are that make up the car the engine the transmission and all the rest uh, are destroyed as well so what uh, rd of sunny's auto salvage does he goes out and bids and buys these cars has all of the claimable parts taken off of them test it made sure they run absolutely uh, correctly meet all the requirements and then sell them to you so that you can put them on your car now he does have mechanics that will do all of the work for you i've bought an engine two engines in fact from uh him to put in uh, both of my cars and then uh, a transmission as well to be put in my suv my suv now runs as well as it did when it was brand new does a great job i've got my standard warranty and guarantee got that three-year warranty on all the parts so i don't have to worry about anything as far as i'm concerned and it only cost me a little over five grand if I'd gotten EOM parts, it would have cost well over to the north of $10,000. And if I had bought the car, it would have been, uh, it would have cost me about $11,000 more than when I first bought my car back in 2008. Bottom line is this I'm saving money. I haven't picked up a new payment, and my car runs great. It all happens at Sonny's Auto Salvage. He can help you just like he helped me. All you have to do is call him, 982-7451, All right. The uh, people in Hollywood losing their minds even more so. This time it's uh, Ellen Page that's totally losing her mind. You know, she's been going crazy on Karen Pence, uh, the vice president's wife, about her teaching art at a school that doesn't that's a christian school that does not believe uh lgbqtrstv uh is is the way to live your life well she shifted her rage now from uh, mike pence over to guardians of the galaxy star chris pratt let me tell you why she's upset with him because he attends an infamously anti-LGBTQ church. According to Variety, Ellen Page blasted Pratt on Twitter last night in response to his interview with Stephen Colbert, during which they discussed religion and faith. Pratt, of course, was promoting his upcoming new movie, the Lego Movie 2, the second part. If the spotlight that is shining on you is brighter than the light that's within you, it will kill you, Pratt said to Colbert. Page immediately tweeted in response, Okay, um, but his church is infamously anti-LGBTQ, so maybe address that too. Luckily, may I say this, Russ? Luckily, I'm not Chris Pratt, because I wouldn't uh, have answered the way uh, Chris Pratt did. Pratt attends Hillsong Church, by the way, attended also by Justin Bieber and Kendall Jenner. He was founded in Australia with locations in New York City and Los Angeles. Carl Lentz, leader of the New York branch, said in 2015 that homosexuality is a sin. 
Later that year, two male choir members at a church got married, and Brian Houston, the church's global uh, senior pastor, released a statement denouncing the union. Houston said, quote, I wish to correct uh, reports that Hillsong Church has an openly gay couple directing a choir at our New York City campus. Hillsong's position on homosexuality and gay marriage has not changed and is consistent with Scripture. So as I've stated previously, I believe the writings of Paul are clear on this subject. Several months ago, when one of our choir directors made an unexpected public statement regarding his engagement to a man who sometimes sang in the choir, it was a complete surprise to us as well. It is my understanding that they have not been involved in an active leadership or ministry role since. That said, we will still love them and acknowledge that they, like all of us, are on a journey, and our role as a church is to assist them on, on this journey with grace and compassion. In other words, you deal with the sin and love the sinner doesn't mean you got you know you got to act like they're leprosies or you know lepers or whatever variety reached out to pratt's rep for comment regarding ellen page's attack but received no reply the inception actress recently announced vice president mike pence for his christian view on sexuality quote if you are in a position of power and you hate people and you want to cause suffering to them, you go through the trouble, uh, you spend your career trying to cause suffering. What do you think is going to happen? Page said to Stephen Colbert. Kids are going to be abused, and they're going to kill themselves, and people are going to be beaten on the street. I've traveled the world. I've met the most marginalized people you can meet. I am lucky to have this time and this privilege to say this. This needs to effing stop. Uh, most recently, the vice president's wife, Karen, has come under fire from the left for teaching art at Emanuel Christian School, which enforces Christian uh, sexual morality. President Trump recently defended his colleague's wife, saying that she was a terrific uh, woman. So you either believe the way the left does or you're just no good. Absolutely no good whatsoever. You know, Matt Smith and I were kind of talking about this stuff early on. And the bottom line is the left is going crazy. They are on LSD. I mean, the Green New Deal proves that. A a newspaper, a college newspaper, took on a blatantly uh, racist opinion piece saying that white boys should not be allowed to talk. That's what they said. Uh, Letta Fisher, a senior and self-identified black girl at Dickinson College in Pennsylvania, whines about, quote, white boys in her higher education years incessantly speaking about issues and sharing their opinions in a piece titled, Should White Boys Still Be Allowed to Talk? The piece was published on Thursday at the student newspaper. The Dickinsodian School Administration addressed the severe backlash to the openly racist piece on Friday in an email underscoring their position to uphold free speech and condemned prejudice. American society tells men, but especially white men, that their opinions have merit and that their voice is valuable. 
But after four years of listening to white boys in college, I am not so convinced, said Fisher. In my time at Dickinson, I have listened to probably hundreds of white boys talk. It feels incessant. From classes and lectures to the news and the politics, there is an endless line of white boys waiting to share their opinions on the state of feminism in America, whether the LGBTQ plus population finally has enough rights, the merits of capitalism, etc. The list of what white boys think they are qualified to talk about is endless, she continued. She then claimed most white boys don't understand that their ill-formed, uncritical opinions do not constitute a truth. In fact, most often their opinions aren't even original. She writes, white boys spout the narrative of dominant ideologies and pretend they're hot takes instead of the same misleading garbage shoved down our throats by American institutions from birth. I am so GD tired of listening to white boys. I cannot describe to you how frustrating it is to be forced to listen to a white boy explain his takes on the black experience in the Obama era. Hey, Brian, I'm an actual black woman alive right now with a brain. In what world would your understanding of my life carry more weight than my understanding? Unfortunately, is this world where white men debate the pain of other people for fun and then take away their rights. Oh, take away, and then the university said she had the right to say what she said, and she right, and the white boys have the right to say what they say. All right, let's move into the final 25 minutes of the uh, Friday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll be back at the Capitol on Monday for our... Uh, Four days of broadcasts during the uh, general session uh, from Monday through Thursday with a whole lot of different guests that will be stopping by and visiting with us, talking about the different bills that are being uh, you know, looked at, being talked to in a committee, being passed by committee, going to the floor in the Senate and the House, and whether they get uh, voted in, going to the governor to be signed. So uh, we'll touch all of that during the course of this upcoming week. Illegal immigration uh, ticked down at the border in January, but border officials said Friday, today, the trends are still worrisome with the number of families trying to sneak into the U.S. still near all-time highs. They're increasingly coming in massive groups, which the cartels use to overwhelm Border Patrol agents. Then they send a shipment of drugs across the border uh, in a nearby location confident that the ages agents are occupied feeding or performing medical checks on the illegal immigrants and won't be able to respond they're using these large groups to facilitate the crossing of narcotics because they know they're tied up a large percentage of our manpower that uh, said one customs and borders protection official briefing reporters on the latest numbers and tactics. On any day, about 150 Border Patrol agents are pulled out of the field and have to do, quote, hospital watch, staying with hundreds of illegal immigrants who were so sick when they arrived that they needed immediate medical attention, say the officials. The large uh, groups... Was a uh, largest uh, group lately was nabbed near Azo, Arizona, and that happened yesterday. 
the 320 people came to a part of the U.S.-Mexican border uh, where there is no fence but rather a vehicle barrier to prevent cars and trucks from driving across. The group easily climbed the barrier, then demanded the attention of Border Patrol agents. Quote, you're pulling from a security mission in order to be able to perform a humanitarian mission, according to the border official. Through the first four months of fiscal year 19, Homeland Security has seen 60 large groups, which is defined as at least 100 immigrants. In 2018, the number was just 13, and in 2017, it was just one. The groups amount to many caravans, security experts say, and are being bused to remote areas where they can overwhelm the border patrol. The amount of family units we are seeing now is flooding the system. Thursday group of 320 came in February, too late for the January statistics which officials released. Those stats showed the border patrol caught 47,893 illegal immigrants trying to jump the border. And the CBP officers encountered another 10,314 illegal immigrants who showed up at official border crossings and entered without permission. Of those nabbed at the border, 24,116 came as family units and 5,124 were unaccompanied children. The total number and the number of family members are down a bit from December, but officials said they saw a surge in the final weeks of January, suggesting that the uh, trend line is picking up again. The new numbers come as Congress is debating, as we talked about, President Trump's request for border wall money. Mr. Trump says a wall will help deter illegal immigration, reducing crime and drug loads being snuck into the U.S., Congressional Democrats, though, say the level of illegal immigration is much lower than it was during the Clinton and Bush years, so there's no reason to pay for additional additional border fencing. The CBP officials said the overall numbers are down, but the demographics have changed in worrying ways. In the past, the flow was almost entirely single adults, usually men from Mexico, coming, work in the United States, send back money to mexico now it's mostly families and unaccompanied children mostly from central america who under u.s policy are tougher to quickly deport and they put a much bigger strain on the border patrol which officials said is not set up to provide care for such massive numbers of sick or hungry people and like i was telling you we're not seeing that type of influx of illegals But we are seeing problems here uh, in Arkansas. Our own own secretary uh, attorney, uh, secretary attorney, our uh, attorney general, Leslie Rutledge, was on my show uh, Tuesday and shared these statistics with us from last year in September. This is only one month. They arrested 1,260 illegals 200 they confiscated 200 firearms 229,000 illegal pills one uh, 1400 pounds of drugs 
and $350,000. That was just in one month in our state. I keep uh, pointing out to you that Mexico's border is uh, the border with Arkansas as well. Because it's, it's affecting us also. That's what it's going. I mean, over in North Carolina, for instance, uh, feds arrested uh, 200 undocumented immigrants in, in North Carolina this week. Sean Gallagher, Atlanta Field Office Director for uh, the U.S. ICE, talked about increased arrests after North Carolina's largest counties cut ties with immigration and customs enforcement. The agency said it's been forced to adopt a new normal one that's resulted in the arrest of hundreds of immigrants living here illegally. This is uh, the direct conclusion of dangerous policies of not cooperating with ICE, said Sean Gallagher, who oversees the agency's operation in the Carolinas and Georgia. This forces my officers to go out onto the street to conduct more enforcement. Since December, newly elected sheriffs in the state's two most populous counties, Mecklenburg and Wake, have reversed a policy that notifies ICE about the illegal status of inmates in county jails. The Durham County Office, uh, Sheriff's Office, ended the practice of honoring ICE detainers. This is politics over public safety at its worst, said Gallagher. It's a change, he said, that gave the agency no choice but to conduct targeted enforcement operations like the one this week, ICE officers detained 200 individuals in North Carolina alone from Monday through Thursday, in addition to another 25 in an unrelated raid on an arms manufacturing plant in Sanford. Nearly one-third of those taken into custody this week are what the agency calls collateral arrest, immigrants who are living here illegally but lack any kind of criminal conviction or pending charges. That figure was less than 10% for those arrested in the most recent fiscal year. Gallagher said a greater number of such arrests is likely when ICE is restricted from accessing uh, accessing the county jails. So uh, keep that all in mind. If they're, if they're in the wrong place at the wrong time, my officers are going to take an enforcement uh, action, he said, while the news conference took place inside the Department of Homeland Security office in South Charlotte, city council member uh, was threatened with arrest for trying to enter the building without media credentials. Speaking to reporters and activists outside the office, he said he was told by Robert Alfieri, an ICE official, that the arrest represents a new normal because Mecklenburg County, uh, County's new sheriff, uh, Gary McFadden is not cooperating with federal investigation uh, enforcement. So uh, there you have it. Our own government making you less safe. All right, we got to get a break, get our final break, get our final break in. Let me try to say that so it makes sense. Get our final break in, and we'll be back to wrap it up today from the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so let's finish up today and. Let's finish up with something that's not politics. Lindsey Buckingham uh, had emergency uh, heart surgery, it looks like, and uh, suffered vocal cord damage because of it. 
He underwent uh, emergency open heart surgery last week, now recuperating in his home. His wife says each day he is stronger than the last. While he and his wife are doing well, the surgery resulted in vocal cord damage. While it's unclear if the damage is permanent, they're hopeful that it is not. Buckingham was forced out of the Fleetwood Mac uh, tour last year when Stevie Nicks made it clear to the rest of the band that she could no longer work with him. Quote, after 43 years and the finish line so clearly in sight, it's hard to escape the conclusion that for five of us, the splinter part would be the wrong thing. Buckingham wrote in an email to group co-founder leader Mick Fleetwood after learning the news. At the moment, the band's heart and soul has been diminished, but our center, which has seen us through so much, is only lying dormant. The appeal didn't work, and the band brought on Neil Finn of Crowded House and Mike Campbell of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers to replace him. Uh, says a lot when it takes two people to replace you, right? Anyway, uh, Buckingham sued the band over the termination, though they settled out of court. The guitarist spent the last few months playing solo gigs to promote his new three-disc set solo anthology, The Best of Lindsey Buckingham. This past year has been a very stressful and difficult year for our family, to say the least, said Kristen. But despite all of this, our gratitude for life trumps all obstacles we have faced at this moment. We feel so fortunate that uh, Lindsay's alive, as does he. He looks forward to recovery and putting this behind him. Needless uh, to say, all touring and shows currently scheduled have been put on pause for the moment as he gathers the strength uh, to heal uh, completely. So Lindsey Buckingham, uh, under the weather, so to speak, uh, after having open heart surgery. And I can attest that some of that problem that he's having, you'll remember when I first came back from my surgery, uh, Russ, because they put that breathing tube in you and everything, you know this because you've gone through open heart surgery as well, uh, it screws with your vocal cords bad. And for about three weeks, I you could tell how strained my voice was. It, uh, it raised the octave of my voice, but uh, came back. I think the same thing happened for Lindsey Buckingham as well. We look forward to for him to get back on, on tour again. And then last but not least for you, out of a CBS station in Boston, Tom Brady says uh, superstitious gazelle has him using protection stones and that it works. Six-time uh, Super Bowl winner Tom Brady, as he had his playoff beard shaved off for charity on Thursday, reflected on how, how his wife has used some unconventional methods to help him stay so successful. You know, says Brady, I've learned a lot from my wife over the years. He was leaning back in a barber's chair at Gillette's World Shaving Headquarters in Boston. She's so about the power of intention and believing things that are really going uh, to happen. Brady said that his wife always makes a little altar for me at the game. Now, this is starting to sound like Major League. But Brady's not trying to hit a curveball. All right. So, anyway. Um because she just wills it so much, complete with pictures of his children. And I have these little special stones and healing stones and protection stones 
and she has me wear a necklace and take these drops she makes. I say all these mantras, and I stopped questioning her for a long time ago. I just shut up and listen. So at first she thought this is kind of crazy, but it worked. About four years ago we were playing the Seahawks, and she said, you better listen to me. This is your year, but this is all the things you're going to have to do to win. And I did all those things, and by God, you know it worked, Brady said. Uh, his wife also predicted that 2015 would not be Brady's year. He remembered, and sure enough, that season for the Patriots ended disappointingly in the AFC Championship game. But early this year, Brady asked if he had a chance to win it all, and he got the answer he was seeking. She said, yeah, but you're going to have to do a lot of work, and you're really going to have to listen to me. So, man, I listened to her. His wife was right, of course, again. She said, you're lucky you're married a witch. I'm just a good witch, Brady said. I don't know what to say to that story. (laughs) Oh, just another one. Long thing going on with Brady and stuff that happens with all of that. It's just weird. Weird, weird. We live in a weird world now. We really do live in a weird, weird world long children and this is something i'll leave you with to think about let me move to the story here children are spending an average of 23 hours a week on smartphones and other gadgets which is twice as much time as they spend talking with their parents The survey of over uh, several thousand families with children below the age of 14, under 14, found that on average, kids were spending three hours, 18 minutes a day on personal devices. By contrast, they found to be spending one hour, 43 minutes a day engaged in conversation with members of their own family. The polling follows new advice from the chief medical officers which urges parents to take more control over their children's digital habits and ban smartphones from family meals and from bedrooms at night. The survey found four in five parents said they had tried to persuade their children to spend less time on their personal devices, and two in five admitted to giving children devices in order to keep them occupied. Overall, children were found to be spending an average of 23 hours a week isolated on their mobiles, tablets, and game consoles at home, almost double the 12 hours they spend talking with their parents. Here is the problem. See if you agree with me here, uh, Russ. The survey found four in five parents said they had tried to persuade their children. You know, if I knew there was something that my kids were doing that I – didn't want them to do. I didn't try to persuade them. I told them. You all right? I mean, I have no problem telling I told my kids they could watch TV to a certain time. At that point, they couldn't watch TV anymore. They had It was time to go to bed, or if they were in their bedroom, it was time to turn your TV off. I had a kid that uh, wasn't following that rule. You know what I did? I unplugged the TV, unhooked it from uh, the satellite, and I... Uh, rolled it out of his room and put it in my room for two months. Why would you be persuading your children and not being a parent 
and uh, looking at telling your kids what they need to do. And it goes on to say two-thirds of parents said they wished they had more family time. You make more family time. You don't wish for family time. You make room for family time. That's what you got to do. New guidance on screen time and social media is from a a review of evidence about the impact of screen time on children's mental health and well-being. Found that heavy use of social media was associated with a doubling in depressive syndromes. Let me tell you what. When you're looking at your – my pastor is good about talking about this in church. And and he's so right in what he says. In that if your kid is spending all their time on social media – and on and now the number one thing most kids spend a lot of time on is Instagram. What you see is pictures of the best moments of those children, which means you're going to look and say, "My, well, my life isn't like that." And kids get depressed looking at it. Take some control with your kids. You're doing them a favor. I know. It's tough sometimes. I know it's not fun sometimes. But it's a necessary thing to do at times. So uh, keep it up. If you're doing those things of reducing the time your kids are on television, off their smartphones, off their tablets, good for you. But then you got to do your part too. You got to talk to them. You got to get in conversations with them. You got to ask them questions, get answers, and 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 talk about things. Do that. You'll find your your, your uh, family uh, is a, a very interesting place to live. All right, time for me to get out of here. I'll see you again on Monday up two o'clock. We'll be out the state capitol covering the uh, general assembly. Hope you've been enjoying our coverage out there. We'll pick it up again on Monday. Remember that God gave you a whole week of life. You give him at least one hour this weekend. At least one hour. Hope you give him more. Hope you're giving him more every every day of the week. And uh, hear what he's saying to you about what you need to do. Have a better family. Have a better marriage. Have a better you. Talk to you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.